I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing the latest show in our recommend category, season four of Orange is the New Black. What's up, Damask? So much is up. Uh, is it? Is no, it? No, nothing has happened in my life. I'm incredibly boring. I've just been working. How are you? Um, apparently I'm sick. I don't feel sick, but if you can tell from my voice, it's pretty croaky. I mean, you look terrible. Oh, that's normal. You though. look really awful. No, uh, often this happens because of the football or something like that. Or in the past, we talked about Zelda flu. I, I honestly don't know. I don't. I have no idea. It's probably terminal. I've been around a lot of sick people. Thanks to my job, I tend to be around sick people, and I've maybe caught something. But I just don't feel bad. I don't. I don't know what's going on. So I don't know. Am I sounding well? I'm not a like health professional, so I can't really. Help you out there as to laryngitis, why. I guess, of some sort. Because I, I can talk still. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just forgive me for my croaky voice once again, everyone. They're probably used to it by now. It's just all the talking. It must be the podcast because I have to talk every week. No, at bro, length. it's not the podcast because in normal life you don't shut the fuck up. It's true <laughs> all too. you do is talk. Liam, I was on uh, Liam, who's been on the podcast before his show, catching up the other day, and he texted me. Today, he was editing it today. And he texted me and said, "God, you talk a lot and really fast." <laughs> I guess that's, well, that's true. I mean, it would be particularly noticeable in his podcast because the other two people speaking speak very slowly and they and sparsely, really. So, yeah, you by comparison, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. It will be a standout episode, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. Spoiler warning, on this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in season one, two, three, and four of Orange is the New Black. If you've not yet watched... O-I-T-N-B, please pause the podcast, go and watch it, and then come back and join us. Otherwise, proceed with caution. Spoilers ahead, and you have been warned. Quick breakdown of Season 4. We pick up pretty much exactly where we left off last season, with the inmates taking a joyful dip in Freedom Lake, a bunch of new bodies being bussed in along with some COs from Max, and Alex in the greenhouse with the hitman. This season consists of 13 episodes, each coming in at around 57 minutes, with the exception of the 1 hour and 17 minute finale, and took us approximately 12 hours and 46 minutes to watch. Damask, do you have a story breakdown for us? I surely do. All right, the season four rundown. Caputo is in charge as the director of human activity and he has hired a new captain of the guard. You might recognize him. That's right, it's Sir Gregor Clegane, a.k.a. The Mountain. He's come to rape, pillage and melt everybody's face. 
But Captain Clegane, aka Piscatella, isn't the only new face. No, we've got a whole buttload of them. A swarm of new inmates infest Litchfield and everything gets worse. Resources are completely depleted, causing the inmates to cannibalise themselves. The Latina girls start to break off into factions, with the Dominicans being the new pink ladies and Maria playing the role of Rizzo. That's right, I just compared a violent gang to Grace. Although I don't think Rizzo ever branded someone with a swastika, though that could be in the uh, uncut version, who knows? Oh, speaking of, Piper starts a white supremacist group. Whoopsie, that crazy white laddie is always getting herself into wacky hijinks. Hilarious. The black ladies are playing a weird game of Pokemon Snap with Judy King, the Martha Stewart-Paula Dean hybrid, who's around to show us how much privilege and power corrupts all and causes you to make terrible decisions regarding threesome partners. And I'm all for allowing older women to be sexual beings on film and TV, but that scene was gross. What else? Oh, yes, Alex, Lolly and Frida bury a dead guard slash assassin underneath the tomatoes in the community garden. So that ties up that loose end. Oh, wait. No, the body ends up being dug up and everyone is investigated. Tensions rise as the guards and prisoners see one another as enemies. Abuses are taken to the next level. Lolly's sent to psych for a crime against the guard. Suzanne is forced to fight her one-time love interest. And Poussey is killed. Let's spend a moment on that. Poussey is killed. And what do MCC and Caputo do? Well, MCC ultimately decides to blame Bailey and remove themselves from the spotlight. But Caputo goes off script and instead of throwing Bailey under the bus, he decides to negate the truth of a woman's death. He blames the inmates' violent behaviour, he blames the victim, and he denies justice. Tasty's had enough of this shit and a riot begins. And at the end of it all, we have Dyer pointing a gun into the face of a CO. Pull the trigger, please. Fuck these guys. The end. Is that true? That The guy that plays, what's the name of the captain of the guard? No, I'm making a joke because oh. he's fucking huge. But it's, the thing was, it could have been. He was played by like three different actors <laughs> yeah, through this that's course true. of the series. Like, I mean, oh, did, not that he? I'm aware of. No. Um, no I don't the mountain so. is not in Orange is New Black. No. No. It's a shame. It is a shame. It, yeah. All right. Let's get into it quickly. General thoughts on this season of Orange is the New Black. Damask, can you please go first? <laughs> sure. This is your second time saying it. Yours is going to be clearer than mine. You I'm, would I'm, think that, wouldn't I'm you? I'm honestly but I don't still know figuring it out a little bit. I mean, I, we literally have recorded like 15 minutes after me watching the final episode. I'm still gathering my thoughts a little bit mm. on this. But I'm going to trust you to have some more clarity than me. Look, go. I really don't. Uh, the first time I watched it, see, watched season four, I remember being really exhausted by it and had found it just as bleak as season three. The second time watching it, that was not the case at all. I did not find it as bleak as season three. I actually find, found myself really enjoying the season's momentum that it was that it had. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the storylines. I The infusion of new characters was great, but I still have a lot of very uncomfortable feelings about some of the things that we see. What about you? That's interesting you talk about momentum because I thought that the first half of the season was doing very little for me. Mm. It took a while for the chickens to come home to roost Mm -hmm. that they ended up making for a really strong second half. Yeah, right. But um, maybe it was because of an injection of so many new characters. Mm. Um, 
and having to get to sort of know them and understand what the influence is going to be on the show and so forth on the on the story that it took a while for things to really get to a place. I was you like, felt oh. that stagnating a little bit because yeah, of that? Yeah, I just didn't necessarily feel like the new elements were doing a whole lot to begin mm. with. Or I, some I of think them, that's fair to say, yeah. Yeah, and some of the storylines I was going with, I was just like, this is just silly. They got what, to like a, what storylines? <sighs> Uh, you want to talk about let, that later? Well, let's get there. There is one in particular that just for the longest time did nothing for me at all. Mm. Um, that got to a place that was that was interesting, and even as sort of comments on the. Let's just go there, shall we? Because I'm going <laughs> to get too into it. So let's get talking some discussion points, and I want to start with talking about in capital letters race and an exclamation mark. Oh, oh, so you're going for the big one? I am, and I think you'll just find this is the season about race. Yeah, this it is. is really all that this season is about. And I asked these last. And just to preface this, we are two white people. We like we are not the people to be discussing this. We understand. We acknowledge that when we're talking about Atlanta as well. Yeah. Um. So, if we're ignorant, write in. Tell us we're ignorant. Fickle. Please correct us. Yeah. Help educate us. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that that's your job. You don't no, no, you don't have to. That's not in order. <laughs> but please, we are yeah. open if to If you've got a perspective education. that you would like to share, we are totally open to it. God damn it. Have we, come, gotta, have, we, have we covered our asses enough uh, yet? We can, As white people, we can never cover our asses. So no. we, we try, but we can't because, you know, we're terrible. The point is we're trying. Yeah. Anyway, the... <laughs> The race, capital R, race mm. is a huge part of this season, obviously. Yeah. And there's a lot to discuss there. The Just to follow on from what I was saying during um, my general thoughts there, the Piper stuff in particular oh. took ages for it to get to a place where it was like, oh, I think you're actually saying something. Or I going got no somewhere. time for that storyline. <laughs> no time for it. Just Piper. I just, it, it's hard to give a shit because she's so excruciatingly she is dumb. the worst. Yeah. She is the actual worst. Yeah. There is nothing likable or relatable about this version of Piper. Very little that's, yeah, redeemable. And it's just like, I'm looking at going, you are, and like, it gets to a point where finally she gets like affected by it when she gets branded with the swastika mm-hmm. and like, and then she starts to deal with the consequences and look at her actions and start to feel like she'd fucked up. And that's a nice uh, that moment works okay, but it. I takes, don't think it does though. I it, I don't think it does like, because I, yes, she was branded, and that's awful on just like a person level. Like that's really terrible. That, that's what I mean. And yeah. then she like starts like, like oh no, like I did these like this terrible thing by you know inadvertently starting a white supremacist group. But that storyline is just fucking ridiculous. It's awful. It's so bad. Um, but then it's like, all right, so you acknowledge that. What do you then do as a white person who does have like a little bit more power than your Latina sisters? Like, what is she actually doing to correct her behavior? No, she wallows in self pity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, what is that story then? No, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same story we've seen from Piper before where she does a bunch of dumb shit and then it comes up to bite her in the ass. She goes, oh, woe well, is me. I'm a fucking idiot. And she swallows herself pity for a while and then gets through and it. And has no consequences other than the fact that now she's got a window on her arm. Yeah. No consequences. The, like, I think I'm trying, the bit where that happens, the performance where she's getting branded is good. Mm-hmm. The next episode where she's struggling with that, I think there are good performances in that. And I'm like, I 
enjoy that for what it is if you separate it from what it came from. But if you look at it in perspective with that mm. awful storyline, the continuation of her getting rid of Ruby Rose last season, she's got, she thinks all this power, she thinks she's, you know, becoming basically a, a gang leader inside the prison yeah. and it, all that stuff. Yeah, it's it, just it, so silly. It does. And it bothers me a little bit that, yes, we see Piper and she starts this white supremacy group and then she, you know, straight up just fucks over Maria. Yeah. Um, who has like real world consequences. Which she gets the- three to five more years on her sentence. Which- she can no longer hang out in a group than more than three of the people that she has made her community and her family. Yeah. Her and the women that she is friends and fam- family with in this space are daily being physically assaulted, sexually assaulted mm-hmm. through searches because of what Piper did. Now, they, they are some huge consequences. And the focus really of that story becomes Piper is branded. Let's really delve into how that is affecting her. What I would have found a much more interesting story, let's have like just as much time, if well, I certainly think more time, focusing in on like, how Maria is truly feeling as a person, not as, a, not as this big, like, bad thug, but, like, what's behind that and the motivations behind that. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. If yeah. Piper's going to get such a uh, um, spotlight put on her emo- mm. internal emotional yeah. life, Maria doesn't get that. She gets the moment of going, what the fuck, yeah. and it turns her into a thug, mm-hmm. and that's it. She just becomes yeah. the badass, yeah. you know, gang leader mm-hmm. of, of her crew. Yeah. And you're right. We do miss that. We get us. We get for a second, but Piper gets a whole episode that's mm. just her going. And I think that's also reflected in the fact that Poussey dies, and that goddamn episode is it's fucking about Bailey. Like the uh, flashback is about Bailey. I was thinking about this though. That is deliberate. That, there's a reason they did that, right? I was thinking about this too because I. I looked at that and went, now this is problematic that Bailey's mm. episode is the one where Poussey dies. Yeah. But the next episode is Poussey's. Mm-hmm. And that's on purpose. Of course it's on purpose. Because I'm not saying they don't have a reason to do this. I'm saying it's fucking bullshit. No, I, 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 if, that, if you made it Poussey's episode, then... I'm not saying it had to be about Poussey, but it doesn't have to be about the dude that murdered her, though. Um, Considering how the story is structured at this point, that... The, that all right, well, it has to answer, be about- well, what do you think that was doing? Like, what what was, did we glean was, about Bailey that we did not know before? Trying to show that he was a kid over his head. And we we just, already knew that about him. Yeah. We know who Bailey is. We know he's like this wide-eyed, innocent baby. Like, Alex and Piper have spoken at length about that. Yeah, but it, mm, I don't think there was any spotlight on it. Now, there's a good argument to be made that the CEOs don't need as much attention as they have on them. Mm. And I can completely... I, I think that's a good perspective. For whatever reason, that's where the show has decided to go. It's been doing it for at least two seasons now. Mm-hmm. Um, since they're a lot of the show, they've decided to emphasize the corporate privatization of prisons and what mm-hmm. that does and looking at the decisions that are getting made and the people that are behind that and why things go as bad as they do. Yeah. And Bailey is the prime example because Bailey came in at the time when the CEOs, um, the, the existing CEOs all had their wages or their time cut in half. Yeah. They needed a bunch of new people. They brought him in. Mm-hmm. He came in. He was completely undertrained. And then since then, the original experienced CEOs have left. A bunch of veterans who are uh, treating things completely differently to the original CEOs who don't have that same tact that the original CEOs had have come mm-hmm. in. He's caught up in all of that. 
I obviously the everything that happens to Poussey is awful, but the point is they're trying to show that it's not just Bailey. It is everything that there's so many things built up to Poussey's death. There are it's so systemic. many elements. Mm. Yeah, there are so many things. You can go back to particularly when the it was became privatized. And look at all the decisions of how to did this. Bailey th- like the actual Bailey like the Bailey flashbacks that we see. How does that say any of what you're saying? Because what they want to remind you, as they do with everybody in this show, mm. is that everybody is a person, everybody, including the bad people. Yeah, yeah, we t- we we understand that. And but Bailey Bailey had to be had to. I think if they want that perspective. He hasn't had a storyline, really. You know mm. what I mean? He hasn't had... He's not like he's been porn stash or... He's, he's just not had focus at any real stage. He's sort of been there. He, we, I, I recognize him. I didn't know his name was Bailey until he killed Poussey, though. Do you know what I mean? Like... Oh, I, yeah, I did. I, well, he's, he's... I mean, he's had those interactions with Alex and Piper. He's had interactions with the other guards and particularly like Caputo and stuff when like they're running out in the lake and he's like he's always been that wide-eyed boy who just like happens to be there and he doesn't really have a bad bone in his body. I just don't know who else that episode could have been that episode could have been about. Mm. It, uh, the the obvious example, uh, the obvious answer is Poussey, but that yeah. would have ruined the shock of it being Poussey. Mm. Whereas it needed to be that it needed to be someone who was go- like the episode before that was Suzanne's episode, and mm-hmm. it needed to be Suzanne's episode because mm-hmm. that's where the shit goes down. Yeah, it needed to be someone involved directly in that incident. It could have been what's the name of the mountain guy again? I forget his name sometimes. Piscatella. Piscatelli. Mm. Maybe it could have been him. Do that you, would have been interesting. Do you think that if it was Poussey's flashback, that that would have somehow spoiled that she was going to die? Well, I mean, I don't think that's true. Like when we have a Suzanne flashback, when we're like, "Oh shit, she's going to die." Not that she's going to die, but you know that something big is going to happen to her. And in that episode, all that she's doing is they're, well, all they're doing is trying to make sure that we have as much emotional investment in the fact that she's dead as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the awful thing about having been spoiled on this. We talked about this back in the season one episode. I inadvertently got spoiled on Pusey's death because I fucking Google searched the actress (laughs) and got told, oh, don't do that. Learn from my mistakes, people. Um, And... So I saw it coming and then when they're like, they're talking about what happens to her and so-so once they leave, mm. are they going to be together? And she's talking to King about like, I want to get a job, you know, can you hook me up with a thing? It's like, it's all about trying to make sure there's as much yeah. to lose he, here Here's all this hope. Enjoy all it. Hope that can be taken <laughs> away from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the choice, I mean, yes, you could have had it be that episode episode i think it's better to have it afterwards i like that it was the last episode was hers and because i they, didn't but that might be because i fucking hate those flashbacks the I, one I, she has yeah I, I hate them okay i really don't like them but um but yeah i, I if you're gonna make it a poose episode i think the next one makes a lot of sense that everyone's mm-hmm. talking about you could even make her. it a goddamn tasty flashback you know what i mean and like see like the tasty life- doesn't need any more we've done tasty we will never have enough tasty. You take that back. We had a whole you season about that V, about her surrogate mom. We Who? Didn't- Who's V? I don't yeah, remember V. Exactly. <laughs> this is why we need to move on from Tasty's past. Um, no, I, I think that was... I definitely understand what you're saying about mm. why why it's problematic for you that Bailey was the, was the yeah. focus of that episode. But I, I get it from a storytelling perspective what they're trying it, I to mean, do. I it, mean, it really does not help that 
the layering of the Black Lives Matter movement. It's yeah. so um it's so there, it's so in your face what on they're the what they're doing. Yeah, on the nose. Um That's a problem for you? Yeah, it it is a no, it is a problem if then you like this is a direct reference to a real death that happened. Yeah. And to so we've got that as as a culture, as pop culture, we all understand what that is, what we're seeing. To then have the, the perspective of the person who killed that black person, that's kind of fucked. If you like maybe want to separate a bit more, sure. But because it's so on the nose, it seems kind of in like seems kind of offensive. It's really tricky. This show, I think this season, is a prime example of them really trying to show all angles, even ones that you might find, if not uncomfortable, revolting possibly even. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another storyline in particular I think we're going to get to talk about that. Mm-hmm. This this is what the show is, and whether that's a good thing or not, I'm not sure, but that's what it's going for. And in doing so, I, 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 think, I think its motive is to try and show all of the things that go into this, mm. not try and make anybody a cookie cookie cutter villain, maybe never try to make a V again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really trying to avoid ever doing that again, but I think. Mm-hmm. Although there's a couple of characters in here that are a little bit V-ish this season. Yeah. Um, but it seems like their objective is to really show this isn't just – this. even a murderer or a rapist is a person mm-hmm. and we need to – uh, come to terms with that to some degree. Is it successful at doing it? I don't know, but yeah. I think that's what's going for. It, it it kind of goes back to the thing that we spoke about when we were talking about season three, in which, as a as a writer, when you're making TV, you can do like, or as a team who we are putting together a TV show, you don't. There aren't no rules. Like there aren't any rules. You can do whatever you want. But I think, as this show is clearly wanting to delve into the topics of its time. I think there is a certain social responsibility about balancing wanting to tell a story and also acknowledging that that story, because it is something that is happening right now, has a lot of anger and trauma and distress attached to it for a large proportion of its viewer base. Now, that doesn't mean that story shouldn't be told. I just think it's something that, they should be aware of it. Should be discussed, and it is being discussed, which I think is good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's. I mean, I fall on the side of like try not to traumatize people as much as possible when making a TV show. But sometimes, when you're talking about a certain subject, think like traumatic things are gonna like it's gonna hurt people sometimes. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just think it's something to be aware of and. Sometimes this show does feel a bit like trauma porn. What? And I worry. It doesn't, like this season didn't affect me as much as last season did emotionally in the way that I was like, oh, I can't watch that. But that's because I'm white and I have never experienced the negative side effects of racism. Sure, yeah. To go back to the specific, one of the specific problems here with Bailey, Mm. is there a different person you think it could have been? Would it, how do you think it would have worked if we just didn't have a Bailey flashback? I, I mean, this season they don't have a flashback every episode. So a flashback uh, isn't even. Is that right? Yeah. I was trying to keep keep track of him and not every episode did. Not every episode did. Yeah, right. Um, 
I don't think a flashback was even particularly necessary. Um, okay, let, let's just pretend it was just a different character, right? It doesn't. Okay. Ma- I, I don't even know, care which character. Yeah. What I mean is, if Bailey was still the person who killed Poussey, mm-hmm. but we didn't get that flashback, how does that change things for you? Does it change things at all? Does it make you think differently of him? Wait, if we don't have his flashback? If we don't have his flashback. It's, everything happens exactly the same way. Maybe we don't have a flashback that episode. But most most importantly, we don't have his flashback. You're arguing that it wouldn't change your no, because attitude I, towards the character. Everything I saw in the flashback, I felt I already knew about that character. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in that, okay. The only thing that I gleaned from the flashback was that Bailey was arrested and released for the exact same crime that Poussey was arrested for and then put into Litchfield. Right. Yeah. Does that – is that important to you? Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this show, like, just rams down your throat that, like, privilege is a thing. Privilege is a thing. They've already established that privilege is a thing and that, like, white rich people or just, like, white men or just white people in general can get away with a lot more than, obviously, a person of colour can. I was thinking about this. And this is, I want to come back to the Bailey thing in a second because I've still got another question to ask you about that. But it does occur to me that one of the things that's going on in this show is a lot of, we've gotten rid of um, Polly and Larry, thank Christ, right? Yeah. But the stuff that there is a lot, there always seems to have to be influence from the outside. And I think oh, it's for the, a reason. I have the exact same notes there. Right? Yeah. Things have to be changing on the outside mm-hmm. for things to change on the inside. If we didn't have things happening on the outside, there's very little that would change on the inside. It would just have to be inject a bunch of new inmates, what do, what trouble do they cause? And it would become quite repetitive, right? It has to get mm. political. It has to be about what the experience of being in prison is like, which means it has to be about privilege, which means while it's coming back to those themes, it really doesn't have a whole lot else to fall back on, especially when every season... That's what the is show's about, that, yeah. And every season's so goddamn long. <laughs> 13 episodes at 57 yeah. minutes each. I come back to it. I feel like the show could be a hell of a lot punchier and effect more effective if there were just less episodes or the, all the episodes didn't run so long. I just it, – it, it, I can't get around it. It's- no, no, and I don't think you should. I think that is – and we've said this before. It's totally – that opinion is completely valid and I think justified. These seasons are too long. Yeah. They're far too long. They it's- just have to pad them out so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, Coming back to Bailey for a second – would it have been better? Or how do you feel about without the flashbacks or or whether or not it should have been his flashback episodes? How do you feel about his character the way it is being the murderer of Poussey? I would I would prefer him to be the murderer as opposed to any of the other guards because the other guards are such such caricatures that they're like hmm, I'm evil and racist right. and then it yeah. is like well yeah cool we know like racist. We've seen races that look like that guy yeah. or who act like that guy. Yep. Um, and I, I do like that it's going into you might not be like this overt racist kind of, you know, actively attacking people of colour, but if you allow yourself to be employed and participate in a system that is allowing for such awful things to happen – to people of colour um, and to the poor and just to, like, these poor women in general, um, if, if, that, if that is a choice you have made, then terrible things will happen. There will be consequences to that. You don't have to be the big bad guy, but you are participating in 
this incredibly unhealthy and damaging system. So, how do you feel about the fact that he was the guy that told Caputo about what the other, the super creepy psychopath... Yeah, about Suzanne fighting. Yeah. How do I feel about that? Like, I mean, I, I felt that felt true. I don't... He didn't want harm to come to these women. He, yep. he saw that and he realized that that behavior was wrong. Mm-hmm. But you and I couldn't go into that workplace every day. And even if they weren't, we weren't making them fight each other, we couldn't go and see like the food they're eating and the way they're being treated and they're being searched every day and be like, yeah, cool, I'm okay with this. Yeah, we we couldn't in the situations we're in now. Mm. But part of what I think the show is arguing as well is that depending on your circumstances and situation, Anybody can end up in a bunch of fucked up positions. So, I mean, you look at so many of these flashbacks are people who are not living terrible lives but mm. end up making bad choices because of whatever reason, ending up in a horrible place mm. and making more bad choices. Yeah. Piper's a good example even of just, although hers hard to track sometimes because of her <laughs> stupidity. But do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's so much of what the show is talking about is circumstance. It mm-hmm. ends up being a, a huge factor in these people's lives. Yeah. Um, even, yeah, it, it's... But what is the circumstance surrounding him getting that job? What, so what He happened? got fired from the ice cream place, is that what it is? No, no, it's not that. He had that one moment where he threw an egg at, I think it was actually Frida, wasn't it? And then, Ugh, or, yeah. and then has like a moment of guilt sort of thing. Yeah. Um... He's still young. He's still trying to figure out. He thinks mm. he, he, you know, he seems idealistic. He d- is the person that sort of does what he thinks he's meant to do and tells Caputo mm. and dobs on the guards, which is, you know, in a circumstance like that is often a hard thing to do to yeah. your workmates and your friends sort yeah. of thing. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not saying he did the right thing here or he's a good guy, but it's mm. complicated. And I think that's something the show yeah, does no, a I... really good job of is making sure it's never, hasn't, or at least in, since season two, hasn't made it black and white. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something to that. Whether it's doing it right or wrong all the time, I'm I'm just really glad there's not a whole. If like you said, if it was one of the other CEOs, mustache mm. mustache twirling big yeah. things, this is a black and white scenario, and there's no there's nothing to talk about. There's no gray area. It just yeah. ends up being that's awful, and mm. oh, you know, it's always gonna be oh, poop pad, poor poo say, but it's not about yeah. any of the bigger issues. I yeah I. Wonder, well, how do you feel about, well, it's, it's hard because in, in this show, this fictional story, we are seeing a very small black woman like being suffocated to death or asphyxiated or yeah. I don't know what the actual term is um, by a guy who is actually not aware and not meaning yep. to really harm her. Yep. When it is directly echoing things that have happened in real life, yep. which have, which is actually the result of very aggressive and purposeful behavior from authority figures. Yep. Why do you th- like? I find it confusing. Why do they do it that yeah. way? Because I think a big part of the reality of that, when you're saying the the aggressive behavior of authority figures, mm. is that that got that way for a reason. It's not, we, it's very easy to judge. And this it might even be correct to say the person, when that happened in real life, that person was just a racist and bad enough to have done that thing, right? Or at least on some sort of power trip, yeah. Sure, but let's talk about, 
and what it, doing it this way allows us to do is really discuss, well, what gets a person to a situation where they can have that power trip? How do they get to a point where they're abusing the power? And a lot of it comes down to the circumstances that they're in. Either the like in this situation, it's the his uh, people above him and what they're telling him to do, um, and what that what how the inmates being treated, which causes a really bad situation, which ends up with horrible things happening. And like, and that's not I'm sa- not saying what happened in these real life incidents, mm. but if you make it complicated, then you can actually talk about the complicated Every stuff around it, it. and yeah. that's the important bit. Mm. And while it doesn't, the thing is, it's. It is echoing a very specific thing, mm-hmm. which is tricky. That's the risk you play. Is that, like you said, it's traumatic for some people, and it and it's going to make you think of those things. Yeah. Um. But the way she's killed is also realistic, and that's important too, because mm-hmm. that is how people have died. Yeah. I. Yeah, I think it's done deliberately. And I think the hardest thing as well is that we've this is, event has happened in episode 12. We've had one hour and 17 minute episode since, and this is not over. Yeah. Season four, season five is about to arrive. Mm. And hopefully, you'd fucking hope that they're going to continue talking about this. They've had some time to really, you know, approach this well, but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, that's the. But it's yeah. not over. It's like they've raised a topic and then it's put the pause button on the conversation yes. until like a year later. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it re- is, they really have. You know, it's it's a good time to uh, work up your argument, um, which hopefully they've done to make an argument as to why they felt the need to kill Pussy. Yeah, who's such a beloved character. No, I, I thank you for that perspective. I I think it's. Interesting. I, I'm just not ready. I guess I'm just trying to say I'm not ready to say outright whether it was well done well or not yet until mm. I see the entire thing play out. Yeah. At okay. this stage, it's complicated, and I think that's a, not a bad place for it to be mm-hmm. in the early stages of the conversation. Yep. We'll okay. see. Cool. Um, anything else about that specifically? Well, how do you feel about the like the white supremacy characters that enter this season? Like, kind of a little bit uh, stereotypical God, and just, obvious. Who Who are those people? They're a bunch of like random puppets that walk in, say some awful, awful things and then leave the scene. There was the bit, there was a conversation they had where they were talking about how reading was bad because that's how they get the ideas in your head and you'll start to think about people from an empathetic point of view yeah, and from fuck that shit. Yeah. I was like, that's not a real conversation. No, because they're not aware of that. They were never... If they were aware of that, they're not being like... They don't believe themselves to be ignorant. Yes, exactly. Because if they did, they would educate themselves and no longer be ignorant. Yeah, exactly. They are. I mean, the idea that you can choose ignorance, I think, is yeah, a persp- is something that can happen. But that is so actively, overtly <laughs> meta choosing to just be awful. You are just. Yeah. He, they are actively saying, "No, I just like being bad." Yeah. And like, that's not a person. That's no. not how anyone thinks. No, no, no. That's a yeah. Yeah. Look, it was. It's, it was funny conversation, but also just completely undermines the show by doing it, and completely undermines them as people. In a show where you're trying to make these mm. three-dimensional characters, there's no 2D villains, right? You make these people. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I get that they're going for, like, another version of the meth heads. Because the meth heads just say, yeah. like, kind of crazy things and every time, you know, racist things. But mostly they're just, like, off-the-wall crazy people that we can laugh at. We can have a bit of a laugh at. And then they've got They're these not ra- drinking the Nazi Kool-Aid though. Yeah. And then the, then we have the the racists. 
And but they're like their comedy scenes are entirely around calling black and Latina people terrible things. And that's it's just like fuck. If you're gonna do that, at least give me some character. Like a build 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 them up a little bit and not just have them like spurting hate speech. I think they try that with the the lead white supremacist woman. She seems to have When she starts to falter a little bit at the end. Yeah, she seems to have some like priorities at least. Mm. <laughs> in terms of like she has that conversation with the the black inmates oh, about this how like is how my it, hate's yeah. here, the your CEO's you know, hate yeah. is up here or whatever. And they, you know, your enemy is my enemy sort of thing. Yeah. And even just even just I really appreciate the scene where when they were trying to get her and Suzanne to fight, she was like, No. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. And mm-hmm. they had to get Kukui or whatever her name Kikudio is. Kukudio. The cabbage patch doll face one. Yeah. Two. That was a good line. Uh <laughs> She did instead. But I was just like, she could obviously see like, this is fucked. Like, even with her views on, on people, racist yeah. views, even she could go, no. And I was like, okay, you're even making racists a little bit three-dimensional here, but the other two are just, ugh. Yeah. I mean, they kind of, yeah, I, I still need more from that woman. Or they, I mean, I would love Pen- a flashback of is, is racist as well, and we've made her a little bit more interesting. We realise that she's obviously from a, a poorer background, um, isn't highly educated. But I, I mean, and it was interesting actually when you're talking about like bringing in racists. We also have so we've had plenty of examples of poor white racists, yep. right? Then we've got Judy King, yeah. who you would expect to be a racist as she's, you know, loosely based on Paula Dean, who obviously is a lot, was in a lot of trouble for saying the N-word and all that jazz. Um, but she is adamant that she's not racist. Um, she's too smart to say the N-word. Wouldn't – yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if they explored – a rich racist perspective instead of like putting it always on like the ignorant and uneducated white people yeah, who they, are impoverished seemingly. They approached it with her when she was having discussions with Poussey about things. There was one line I think it's like, if you expect that they're going to be violent towards you, maybe that's racist as well sort of thing. Mm. Come with the exact line that was it was better written in the show, but it was something like who that. Who says that? Poussey said that to her. She, what, she's worried. Oh, that's right, which Yoga Jones actually does as well. She's like, they're coming to attack you. About, like, the black ladies? Yeah. With, like, no real... Re- they're yeah, not actually yeah. after her at all. Um, but, yeah, but apparently you can only really be an overt racist if you're poor and trashy. Do you want to go to Judy King, just since we're on the discussion of sure. that? Do, are, are we happy to move away from the general race stuff? I don't know if it's any more in-depth than that. It's I sort mean, of built yeah. up to the stuff per se basically yeah more than anything. i mean if it yeah if something else comes up then we'll discuss it but otherwise sure. i'm happy to go on to judy king so how did you feel about her inclusion as a character what she brought to the table what did you think about her general storyline inclusion this season as it's happening i, I really enjoy the actress's performance all that is good as it's happening i am enjoying it and then we get a little too – I'm sick of Yoga Jones being like, oh, privilege is bad. I'm going to sit here drinking my sparkling Spritz, spritzer, or whatever, spritzer or whatever they call it. Was, um, he, was he a soda stream they had in there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it got a bit tedious towards the end. Apparently, she's also like a weird rapist lady. Like she coerces 
uh, Luschek into having sex that he does not want to have. That's rape. Um, which is weird. And it was played off as like some joke. I'm like, that. that's, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I mean, as it at the beginnings of her, I enjoyed. There are certain comedic scenes I enjoyed when her and Black Cindy are in Caputo's office and they're pretending to be lovers. I get a little chuckle out of that. But otherwise, I think she's kind of superfluous and, yeah, I, I think so much more could have been done with that. It's like they were so chuffed about the idea of like doing the Martha Stewart thing yeah. with her and then have nowhere to go with and it and they have that, that weird scene with the the drugged up threesome i'm just like this is nothing oh i couldn't watch that this is this is nothing I was like, i've seen this before it's, it's i've seen it in like zoolander like i've seen it yeah. done that's true we have better do you know what zoolander, i mean yeah i d- mm. it, it was doing nothing for me yeah who thought that was a good idea i just felt like what a missed opportunity to have like this Judy King character and then obviously Caputo wants to take Sophia out of like solitary confinement. Why not then be like, oh, we'll put Sophia with this lady, obviously in like she's protected there in a safe environment. It's good press for Judy King. Um, obviously not only is she bunking with a black woman, but a black trans woman. I mean, that's amazing press for her. Sophia is safe. Caputo gets what he wants. And I feel like that could have been a really interesting dynamic. Judy King, Yoga Jones, no, it fell flat for me. Would have been good press for the prison as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then like, win-win. yeah, and then when Judy King gets out, she's like, oh, it's wonderful. I was with this, you know, black trans woman and we were the best of friends. And yeah, I mean, they would have looked great for MCC. Could have, could have explored all sorts of like, yeah. Um, yeah, not just privilege. I'm thinking of like racism or whatever. Those sorts of topics there as well. Yeah, there would have been lots to think about there. Mm. Well, just because we're here as well, Sophia sort of has a storyline this season. She's kind of used... It's What was interesting this season is how many characters just seem to be bit players. They got yeah. like an episode or two it's here. It's getting to the point where they have introduced so many people that they kind of have to do that. Yeah. Despite having 72 hours a season, <laughs> um, they still only, because they have just shoved so many characters in, can only like allocate a small amount of time to certain people. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, and Sophia is one of those. And I understand like the story that they're telling with that because that is the experience really of most trans women in American prison. Yeah. Is that they are, have, they are, they are putting them in solitary in inverted commas, commas? Inverted, inverted commas, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Quotation marks, yeah. Yeah, in inverted commas, you know, for their own protection. Yeah. Which is obviously absurd, and solitary, solitary confinement is torture. Yeah, there's no way for any human to live. So I understand the purpose of telling that story by actively doing that, by us only having very small glim- glimpses of Sophia. Yeah, she is she is forgotten, and those trans women in prison are forgotten. And yeah. I I get what they're doing. It's just unfortunate because that means we don't get to see Sophia. That's it. Yeah. You miss Sophia this season, I think. Yeah. And even just the way, because they keep having to like switch, but like uh, the sister gets like two episodes where she sister has stuff Ingles, to do. Sister yeah. Ingalls has a couple of moments in there and then she's really not there this season. No. Norma doesn't has nothing to do this season at <laughs> all. That's true, yeah. Um, lots of characters don't. And even the ones that do, they seem, when you were talking about momentum earlier, the other thing I noticed was just like episode, two episode break. And then an episode that feels like we're taking off directly from where we left off from 
but but time has passed in my mind. It feels I, like I time's passed. Particularly with Boo and Penzatucky. It would just mm. be like happening, not happening. Happening basically from where we left off, it felt like not happening for a while. It right. was so stop start so often for me. It just kind of got a bit lost in where mm. we were. I guess I didn't notice that, which is which we've also previously spoken about in earlier seasons, is that I usually cannot track what is happening in what episode. I just can't track it because they all kind of like merge into one giant episode, which I think is obviously like a problem with binging and also because of the episode lengths and the amount of characters. So I am not particularly aware of that stop start kind of thing because so much is happening that I'm just like, where am I now? Oh, okay, I'm here. Where am I now? Oh, okay, I'm here. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not able to like, you just go with the flow. Hold on to the time frame, maybe, or the timeline as much as you are. I, I guess I just felt that stop-start nature mm, of the right, flow. Okay. Um, we're here now, though, so let's talk about this. Penzatucky and Donut Part 2. It was a big discussion yeah. from what happened last season. Mm. This season takes off uh, with Penzatucky kind of conflicted emotions here. She knows... Some bad stuff's happened to her, but she kind of likes this guy and he doesn't seem to be all bad. This maybe. is really complicated, isn't it? It really complicated. Very complicated. The Ultimately, where they end up getting to is a place where she... Pensataki's able to communicate to him that she was raped mm-hmm. and he seemed to have been oblivious to that at that point. Mm-hmm. He starts to digest that. He gets to a point where he apologises to her. Mm-hmm. Pensataki argues to Boo, who is an advocate for her and having nothing to do with him ever again, yep. that she needs to forgive him. Both of them need to forgive him and move on with their lives. And especially because she likes Pensataki likes spending time with him yeah. and wants to be, you know, have him as a friend inside yeah. Litchfield. How do you feel about all that? <laughs> yeah, it's. Like I said, it's very, it's incredibly complicated. Um, I liked and I found very interesting the need for, Penstucky's need for forgiveness. And I really responded to that. I'm like, that's a really powerful sentiment. And one, she owned what happened to her and she, you know, blatantly told her rapist, you raped me. Like, that's that's on you. You own that. Um, to which he did. He did, apo- did he own it, though? He used every word except actually rape. Like, he talked about he wished he'd done it differently and that he expressed he loved her better and that he was looking at her and stuff like this. Well, and then she says, you know, but it it felt... Didn't feel it like- didn't Yeah. What was it? it? It still felt the same or whatever as, as being raped would. Yeah. And then he is left... Um, to sit in that and then later what happens later is really complicated Um, and I think he does own that he raped her I think he does it's yeah so I like I do like that she owned it she was able to confront him and be like look this is your shit and this is like you have to deal with the consequences of this as well I I also completely understand Big Boo and I love that she's so protective and that's wonderful and I'm glad that she is there to bounce off so that they can have that discussion so it doesn't just seem like she's just randomly forgiving her rapist and we don't fully see the depths of that. I'm glad they have a bit of that discussion. 
it is incredibly complicated and I'm not sure what they're doing when they then make Panzataki kiss this man. Um, why they feel the need for her to relinquish a lot of the progress and power she's gained. The the bit I found really troubling in that scene mm. was when he starts to get excited and starts to talk like very aggressively, like yeah. I you know, all I want to do right now is basically, you know, bend you over on the table and buck you or whatever. Yeah. Right? And then says, but I don't want I'm not going to. I it take it's taking all of me to not do that mm. because because I don't want to do that to you and I want to keep what it is. Mm. I don't didn't like that because it sounded like we should be celebrating or paying on the back for that a little yeah, bit too much. Yeah, for not raping someone. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of like, oh, look, he's learned, he's better, he's not going to do it again. I was like, that's not a, that's not a, you don't get a prize for that. You don't get a prize for doing the bare minimum to not rape someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally, I totally That understand troubled me mm-hmm. big time because... While as much as I think it's important to make these characters 3D and maybe it's important mm-hmm. to talk about people's compulsions to do things that are violent and awful or immoral. Or we've talked about in the past, I think, on this season about like the complexities about talking about pedophilia and people yeah. who are pedophiles and stuff like that. They're just It is complicated and needs to be talked about properly. But I did feel like they were trying to give him a pat on the back a little bit for that. And that was pretty gross. Yeah. I did not like that. <clears throat> yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm trying just trying to like gather all my thoughts on it. I I totally 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, how low are the standards that that we could possibly have for a man? You know, like just to like not give into a terrible compulsion to rape somebody. Mm. I mean. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think that scene was necessary at all, at all. I don't think I. Yeah, there is there is a myriad of different ways that you can have resolution where this guy can decide to leave without having Penzataki, a rape victim, engage sexually with her rapist. Yeah, and that too just seems to defy sort of what Penzataki is trying to say to Boo, which is. I'm all about forgiveness for me and mm-hmm. you should forgive him too and that we all do have to live in here and that's important too. But when she actively engaging with him, yeah. it's like, what are we saying about victims of rape at that stage? Because yeah. I felt like her her giving, being so generous to like give forgiveness was really about she doesn't want to walk around feeling like shit suffering, all the time. as she said. She's suffering. The choice she to doesn't want to... She does not want to do that. But that doesn't mean that, like, you are able to ever have any kind of, like, true trust there or any kind of friendship or yeah, anything like that. It's just uh, uh, Again, it's about a message it's sending to – and, again, when she sexually – when she kisses him, mm. right, engages in that. Yeah. What does that say about her participation in this whole thing? Her choice to kiss him. 
it just yeah. muddies the water so much. I don't know what your message is anymore. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know who. Yeah, Are you I, trying to say that no let's, one let's is? Let's clarify that like the message isn't muddy to us in that we obviously understand that no matter what she does, no, there's no. no excuse for it. But This is like the Breaking Bad thing. It's yeah, not about exactly. what I... Yeah, exactly. But for other viewers who this apparently this show loves to educate because they clearly like bashing us over issues. the head with some things that you and I at least have some sort of understanding of. So if you are, you clearly think you have an audience that needs to be educated about this kind of stuff, when you do that, what are you saying? This is exactly. And that is my worry is that somebody might come away from that going, not that it's her fault, but even saying, I am so good because even though she kissed me, I still didn't rape her or yeah. didn't follow through with those urges. Even though she engaged and I didn't, I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. Fuck that noise. Yeah. I don't want – that is gross. Yeah. I'm really worried it can it can be read like that. It's just too murky. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm all for grey. I'm all for – but there's there's a fine line sometimes where it starts to get a bit dangerous. And I don't, the thing is, I Wouldn't think, it be great if Boo had like overheard that bit of the conversation and she just comes in and says exactly what you're saying? It's like you don't get to have like a pat on the back for not fucking raping her. You shouldn't be here. You should have fucking removed yourself as soon as you realised you did rape a woman in here and quit your job. Like, yeah, you don't get a pat on the back, buddy. It'd be great if Boo did that. Obviously, it would be even greater if Pensataki did that. But yeah. they kind of incapacitated her in that scene, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky. And it just the more we watch these shows, these these shows that that muddle with the or or go into murky waters, it's just there's so much responsibility there. And yeah. the thing is, I don't think Breaking Bad ever got this murky though. I think Breaking Bad was far more black and white. It's just that some people unfortunately are going to read into him as being the hero. Mm. This was much much I think, more volatile. Well, this show is actively going, these are the social issues of the time. Let's discuss them. Yeah. Like, that's what they're doing. That That is the role that they have taken on. So, they've got to take it really fucking seriously and be careful of what they're doing. Agreed. And I think they mis- did a huge misstep when it came to Fence Dougie. Just talking about it's not enough. You need to talk about it with some responsibility. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe that should be retroactively applied to what we're talking about with the um, Black Lives Matter yeah. sort of race stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, let's move into something a little bit more cheery, <laughs> shall we? All right. Uh, Alex, a murderer. Hilarious. No, I'm joking. So I did. I actually did enjoy the hijinks of that. I'll be honest with you. When they're like cutting up the body and burying it, and then uh, trying to quieten down Lolly, I actually really enjoyed that storyline. I I think I for the most part do as well. I, I wasn't liking it at first. Right? How uh, come? I don't. Kn- I didn't love the first episode. I think the first episode is weird. It's Can you refresh blast. me on... Oh, uh, We just come back and it's like we were left with Alex at the end of season three in the uh, oh, greenhouse. And then Lolly okay. just comes in and like beats the shit out of this guy. It's like, uh-oh, he's dead. And she, I guess... I guess is the that the me- first episode where Piper's walking around like a badass? Or is that... Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, fuck you, Piper. Right. It's like, <laughs> I, I guess the mechanism for initiating that storyline wasn't good, but I did like where it all goes in the end. I like yeah. the solutions. I like how people get more involved. I like how Lolly is obviously the mm. very volatile. And I love that it causes Alex to then be really brought into the fam- to Red's family and yeah. that she is, you know, having scenes with other people that aren't Piper. Yeah. And it makes for a much better character, I think. It makes me 
care more about Alex, seeing other other characters care about her. Because Piper at this point is so beyond because I used to really like Piper. I remember like the earlier seasons, you know, as much as she's always been a dick, I have enjoyed her for mm-hmm. whatever she's doing, mm-hmm. what the nonsense that she's doing. She's a, a douchebag, but I find that amusing. Um, and also somewhat relatable sometimes. But this season, good God, I don't want her in any scene. I'm just like, can you please leave? So it's nice that Alex is able to like get away from Piper and do her own thing. I think she definitely benefits from that. Yeah, Alex is rewarded with a storyline that's yes. fulfilling. And better than last season where she just felt like a paranoid weirdo. This season, yeah. uh, stuff's happened. Mm-hmm. She's got a huge guilt and secret on her shoulders. That scene when she like kills her. that dude... That's awful. That's really confronting. That is that is well done. Like the most intimate way that you could really kill someone. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was really hard hitting, yeah. And then when that turns into them finding the body and how that escalates things inside the prison. Yeah, I, I think that's the moment where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, like it's, things it's where are this, happening. It basically is where the, yeah. the show really – I think I would argue even from the point that, that Piper gets branded, the show starts to have an uptick, but mm-hmm. that's really where it accelerates into its – What episode is that? Is that – can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Cute song. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, but definitely, I agree. That is when things start to really get interesting. And mm-hmm. then once it does, um, and they find the body, obviously that, A, we get a lot on Lolly um, at that point, mm-hmm. and we sort of get a res- resolution to her storyline. I only this season figured out, you said she was from um, A League of Their, their Own, own. Yeah. and like put the face to the, ca- the actress, like, oh my God, yeah. I would never have... <laughs> Guessed it was her. She's yeah. does, it's an amazing performance mm-hmm. as Lolly. And how great is the younger version of her? Which is because you so know good. you know exactly what she looked like at that yeah, age. Exactly. I've seen her in film at that <laughs> I've age. I've seen her a million times at that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah that actress did a fantastic job. A yeah, g- wonderful Lolly impersonation. Um, uh, and yeah, I just love Lolly, and I think she is an incredible. Was it Laurie Petty? Yeah. Yeah, an incredible actress and she brings Lolly to life and yeah, so uh, nuanced and beautiful and well, it's fantastic. I I didn't always find her nuanced. I found her a bit caricaturish at times. Right. But then you add in the flashback and get some And you see her with Healy. And, that mm, was surprisingly good. I got good. a lot of prisons, Mr. Healy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the stuff with her matching up with Healy was really good actually. I, I, I think I think that so. worked really well. Yeah. And even Healy's like existential crisis where he walks into the lake and was part of me was like, "Yep, do it." I, I mean, but I, I, I'm like, it wouldn't bother me if that was Healy's end. You know what I mean? It was just like he'd had enough and walked off. Um, but I, I really did enjoy him with Lolly. I think as much as Healy's a douchebag and he will never be a good du- guy and he's awful, awful, awful. I, I preferred to see him I, – I enjoyed seeing his vulnerability yes. with Lolly. Yes. More than I have liked seeing, you know, the stuff with his wife and all that stuff because we didn't know his wife really Absolutely. as, as exactly. a person. Exactly. And him and Red never worked, but him and Lolly does. Yeah, they, they do work. Him yes. really, He's able to be soft with her. Him both succeeding and failing as a counsellor mm-hmm. this season is yeah. much more compelling than anything we've done with Healy ever. Yep. Um, and I – Got to give time for that. And at the end of the season, we see him where? Has he... He's he's admitted himself into some sort of psychiatric facility. Which I think is a pretty interesting end for him. Um, mm-hmm. I 
think that's actually a pretty cool place for him to go. Yep. Um, whether we'll see him again, I don't know. If we don't, though, I would happily say that was a pretty good ending yeah, for Healy's character. That, that works. It's yeah. a fair ending. It's mm-hmm. not over dramatic. It's just like, you. yeah, he was able to, he certainly didn't win, but maybe he might find some peace or something like that. Yeah, and for someone who is, you know, undermined or diminished the mental health of others yeah. for a lot of his time there Absolutely. to then realize that he has a problem yeah. and going to get help is, yeah, interesting. I agree. Mm. Um. He this season was the one where he got his flashback episode too, wasn't it? Mm, I mean, we've had flashbacks of him. before. We had minor ones, yeah. but not the full yeah. one up to this we got point. A full one this time. And he had that awful scene where he thought that woman on the street was his mother. Was and his mom, oh yeah. boy! I mean, it, if nothing else, it kind of shows that he's always been a bit of a douchebag. And as much as he's, you know, he misses his mum and he wanted to do right. Ultimately, like it's it's just about women being like some sort of like emotional support for him yeah, and just like, and him becoming incredibly angry when they don't um, comply or facilitate that, which is, you know, he has that woman he goes on a or, date with who is, you know, he's her social worker, which shows he's always been, you know, ha- wanted this weird power dynamic with women. And then he, you know, he wants his, this woman to be his mother and to like, you know, be thankful for his help. And when she doesn't do that, he becomes angry. Um, so he's, Yeah. The problem is whether it's his mum or whether they're under his care, it's always their fault and never his. Yes, absolutely. They, they don't appreciate him. They're just like women and you can't understand them and like what's wrong with them and just his absolute frustration with that. Which is an awesome perspective to have in this show, I think. Like I, as much as I don't like Healy, mm. I appreciate what he is representing or addressing in this, mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. And I I hear a lot of or I read a lot of criticism about the focus on Healy and why he does the things he does and you know like oh you know we've seen like assholes like this before and I'm like yes we have seen men who are controlling and terrible and you know we all fucking hate them because they're they're douchebags and they make our lives so much fucking harder than they need to be but I've never seen it from this perspective before I've never. And we've spoken, I think it was like season two, we were talking about toxic masculinity and how as much as that negatively affects the women in porn stash's life, it also negatively affects him. Yeah, And creates absolutely. a very lonely, isolated and confused person. And that's the same thing that has happened to Healy. And obviously, this is not an excuse for terrible behavior. No. But it's just an examination of that behavior. But again, much like the stuff that happens with Poussey and Bailey, let's talk about not just that these this behavior is awful but why this behavior exists at all mm. like where it comes from what's the systemic cause yeah. of this stuff because if you want to actual make make long-term change you've got to be looking at that too mm-hmm. it's what you can't just wave the finger at all the people that are doing the bad things of course that's important yeah. you need you're to point a bad out bad guy, behavior you're a bad guy you're a bad then guy. you have to go well how do we stop more bad guys mm. yeah yeah, I, th- I think you can certainly do both. You yeah. can point the finger and be like, both are you're important. a bad guy. Absolutely. Um, what you've done is terrible. In but fact, you do you need, need to examine you the need both. Yeah, structures. You need both. You yeah. can't change that that culture without pointing out why it needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to point and say, that's mm-hmm. bad. Don't do that. Yeah. I guess the thing with Bailey is that I don't think they do both. I Again, I'm not sure we're there yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I yeah. wonder we whether we might get there. We have seen the resolve or the season, resolution there. Because yeah. like, and this is the thing with Healy, right? It's interesting getting to this point with Healy four seasons later and 
we can look at it a bit more perspective now. If we looked at this mm-hmm. after season one, all we see is the caricature at the end of season yeah. one of what happens with Piper. Again, he's still not redeemed. He's still an awful he still person. has done terrible things, yeah. But we have gone to a point where we've discussed it in more depth and we have more mm. perspective and it means something. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I just want to give, if, tell you what, if they fuck up the Bailey stuff, mm. I'll be the first yeah. to get behind flaming it. Mm-hmm. I just want to give it its full due because yeah, next season see. obviously is going to mm-hmm. go there. If, I'll tell you what, if they get there next time and everyone's happy as Larry and nothing's changed at the prison. Oh, I'll please be- don't bring back Larry. Please <laughs> don't bring back Larry. And I don't certainly don't want him to be happy. Good Lord. It's just a whole episode about Larry. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'd be amazing. That's, that's episode one. Episode one. Let's we've catch ended, up with Larry. Oh, imagine, we've ended with Dyer holding a gun to the dickhead <laughs> guard's head. First episode back is Larry doing some sort of fucking NPR interview or you something You know what like they that. should have done? Jesus, For April's fall, like April Fool's, they should have like, you know, had a leak, a fake leak of the first episode and had it just, just be about Larry. That'd be amazing. It'd be expensive, but got to be a good joke. <laughs> wow. Mm, missed uh, opportunity. Um, was there anything else about the Alex and uh, Lolly stuff? I think we've talked enough about Lolly. It gets to an interesting place. Obviously, we get to the point where uh, they're doing the interviews and Red's been taken in mm. and um, they find that she's got a set of the keys and stuff like that. It ends up they just find out it's Lolly. But, but importantly, I think this is what I was trying to get to, finally came back around, was they're convinced that someone has killed one of their COs. Yeah. Now, I know this is taking place over a couple of days towards the end of this season, but the fact that they don't know who it is should be a little bit of a red flag for them. <laughs> it's like, how hard is it to go through your yeah. records and go, oh no, they, you know, it's definitely not anyone here. Who the fuck was it? Yeah. That's- I mean, yeah, because they say, was it something about like there was like a flurry or there was, sorry, an influx of COs or whatever when they were doing like, what is it, the thingy with the new people coming in? There yeah. was a bunch of when there was the turnover. There was yeah, a the huge, turnover. That, that's what hit, I was looking the for. The guy, turnover. the 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 hitman Aiden or whatever his name mm. is, outright says they'll hire anyone at the moment. Basically, yeah. that's how he gets in. And then, yeah, and then they find out he's got a whole bunch of different social security numbers and IDs and stuff. Yeah, that's a red flag. But I think they probably just assume that this guy is clearly a criminal, like looking for a job. And then I don't, know, I don't know if they would necessarily connect that oh he's probably here for no, nefarious reasons. It's not that it's more the like there's a body in the garden, no one's gone missing. We have no idea who this is. Mm. It, yes, they're wearing a CO uniform, but we're not missing any COs. But no one recognized them, yeah. Yeah, I think I I mean I understand there's a bunch of douchebags who are working as COs. <laughs> but it just it's annoying to me that no one went there's literally no one missing though. Who the fuck is this guy? You feel like loose check or someone would say like yeah, but who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I'm sorry, who? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, well no, loose check wouldn't because loose check does not care, apparently. Apparently has... I think he would say that in exasperation because he just wants to go home. You know? He'd be like, oh, God, we don't even know this guy. Yeah, Like, that's who is true. that guy? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, since we're there too, Nikki comes back this season. Yeah, Nikki. We got Nikki back. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I was very happy about that. So Unfortunately, was I. though, in her episode, we had to see Ruby Rose again, which was such a shame. Disappointing, very disappointing. Um, she got to put it down. It was all right. Ruby Rose is not happy at the end of that. She was pissed off. Yeah, that's true. You should be happy about that. 
They keep calling a kangaroo like kangaroo is like a like an insulting term. I'm like, like thank you. I am a beefy animal that can kick your will ass. Fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. I always find I'll like, rip your guts apart with my toenail. Yeah. So Nikki comes back in. She's been out of it for a while because mm-hmm. she's been at Max. Mm-hmm. There's the interesting note that she has been clean for. Has so she, she been got, clean? She had a three year chip. Yeah. The big question I have is what was the point of removing her in the first place? And bring her back now. Was there a reason? Did she have to go and do a movie or something like that? This isn't like the mm, Alex thing where she wasn't in season no, two because she was in season two. So. I don't think so. Like she's left and she's come back. And what does it really do? We talked about that Alex would have been a good or uh, sorry. Maybe Nikki. if you remove Nikki, Alex is far more isolated because Nikki was her only sure. other friend other than Piper. She couldn't have pushed her away some other way. We talked about the possibility oh, that yeah. Nikki and Piper could have been the thing last year yeah, instead of Stella and, yeah. and Piper. Ugh, Stella. Whatever the reason is, <laughs> whether there was a good reason or not, I was just happy to have Nikki back. Yes, because was, thank as Because she's really rapey towards Morello. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit odd. I know she's always been like sexually aggressive, um, which we've seen with her like competition with Big Boo, but that was just straight up like sticking her hands down Morello's pants while she's saying no. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not okay. No. Th- but on Big Boo, Nikki mm. and Boo are the two characters that can, that are just inherently funny and mm-hmm. can say funny, witty lines and yep. it's believable. Snide remarks and yeah, it's all good. That's them. And mm-hmm. so it was good to have another one of those back, yep. I thought. Um, yeah, I think we've now hit the stride of, because last season I spoke about how there was like an imbalance between the funny and the drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I think I'm realising that is the formula now. We have a little bit of funny and a lot of shit right. that we have to deal with. And I think that just might be how it is from now on. Did you find this season the balance was more was you thought what last season was pretty bleak and this was just yeah. as bleak if not bleaker? I I mean I think so, but I don't think it weighed on me as heavily because a lot of that doom and gloom, like I said, was about race and I have not been personally negatively yeah. affected by that. Unlike like the Pentateuchy's like sexual assault and that kind of stuff. Um, and then this season I also felt there was, while people like terrible things were happening, people were less likely to be isolated and suffering alone. They were forming communities um, and families, which I think helped my anxiety levels when terrible things were happening. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
for me, it seems like the pattern is season, uh, the odd seasons are the funnier, lighter ones, which is, oh, I thought, I know apart from the, apart from the Pensatucky stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought season three was one of the fun, it was the funniest season at that point. Mm. I thought it had a lot of really funny moments. I laughed a lot in that season. Right. Season one, similarly, up until the very end of that season is pretty Season one is still the funniest. Is the funniest mind. season, right? Mm. It, and it is actively lighthearted, big mm. at times because they're making fun of Piper, the white girl, being in over over her head, yeah. basically. But at right? this point, it's just she has some sort of narcissist disorder, like which she always had. But it's actually yeah. But it's le- over time, it's less funny. It's just like oh fuck off. True. Season two, we got Big Bad V, which made things super serious, and it yeah. started being less serious. And this one, we got Big Bad. The CO bad guys, basically. Mm. So it was like funny season, serious season, funny season, serious season. And I wonder so are we up to a funny season? Well, theoretically, I don't know how, <laughs> but theoretically, the next season uh, should be a light. Maybe the one. whole season takes place over, say, 13 days, and it's just like a standoff between the inmates and. SWAT teams. I had a rumor it was over three days the next season. What? Really? Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, I kind of hope it is. That's the rumor. I mean, I not three that. days, that seems excessive. But if it's over like a short, a short period. period of time. I think, there's a, I think even you could argue this season. And then season we really takes get to watch the women take over. At least, maybe, I mean, just obviously for a season, it's not sustainable, but that'd be cool. I honestly think if you looked at this season, there's a good chance that it's over a very short period of time, maybe even four weeks or something like that. Something, this season? This season, season four. Yeah. yeah. And that. You, we we talked about last season, season three, they mentioned that Piper had already done like 10 or 8 months. It was 8 months, a, I think, yeah. Yeah, 8 months of a sentence. And so they're going, we're running out of time. Slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah. Hasn't it been like signed for seven seasons or something so it's, far? Uh, there is, including the season coming, there's three more seasons signed up for. Well, we get, we're going to get at least season seven. Jeez. Yeah. There's plenty coming. Um, that stuff, that worries me when that stuff like that happens. Me too. Mm. I would rather them say we have seven seasons and the seventh will be the last and we know how it's going to yeah. end. So like, I mean, Genji Cohen's done this before with Weeds and just taken a show way too far. It's like, all right, stop now. Please. I say that except that because you can rotate people in and out, maybe this is one of those shows that that formula can be a little bit different. Like, it's not yeah. like it doesn't have a natural endpoint like Community where they have to graduate or mm-hmm. even the same with. Oh, scrubs are going to say when they sort of graduate that's sort of what happens in that show as well there's a lot of or how much mother where he has to eventually meet the mother mm. Piper has to leave but yeah. Piper hasn't been our main character for a while now yeah. do you know what I mean it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter who it is my worry is more they'll just run out of stories and well, they just stop before I then. mean that is the actual concern is yeah. that yeah there so is there is an end <laughs> there should be an end um, and if not you're just kind of waffling around and just kind of like it's, you know, it's what happens with, I mean, it's always been soapy shit, but Grey's Anatomy, like you get to your 15th season, you're like, all right, so we've killed off 15 million characters. What can we do now? I don't know. Um, kill, a, kill a baby. Chop a baby's head off. Did that happen? No, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happened <laughs> next season. You know, like it's just, yeah, just ridiculous things happening. Um, just briefly, let's talk about Moretto's storyline as well. She's married... She Morello. Morello, sorry. I thank was you. like, who's Morello? Morello. Yeah. She's married. Mm-hmm. She's paranoid that he's being unfaithful. She's falling into Aww, her shit again. The, mm. There was that great scene with her, and she. I, I found it amusing most of the time. I think Morello is a really amusing character. Oh, she did have that weird. Her and Suzanne were like tracking down the shower pooper as well. That's I, right. A little investigation. I quite enjoyed that. That was very cute. It was very cute. 
Um, the and then she has that great scene with Nikki at the end of the season where she. I'm fucking it up. I'm fucking it up. I, what am I gonna do? Um, yeah. I can watch myself, but I can't stop myself yeah. doing it. I mean, I think the way they treat in this show the writers I'm speaking of, um, the way they treat the mentally ill or those suffering mentally um, generally is really engaging and interesting. Like we've got Lolly, we've got Suzanne, we've got Morello. Uh, we have a bit of Cacudio, though I'd like to see a bit more of her to understand exactly sure. who she is. But I, I do find that kind of endlessly fascinating, these women who cannot always trust their own minds and then because they don't have the – resources to get the help they need have to rely on those around them to keep them in check. And Morello is a good instance of that in which she, now that she's kind of, or at least Nikki knows, she's kind of opened up a little bit about her delusions and how scary that is and how scared she is of herself sometimes. Um, allowing herself to open up and be vulnerable with Nikki and be like, ah, oh, I'm seeing myself do it again. Yeah, I find that interesting. And I also just – it seems weird, but I kind of really want Morello and her husband <laughs> to work I out. I do too. I, like, they seem like want, – As much they, as they're both kind of, you know, excuse what, the word I'm using, but nuts. they seem, both seem a little bit nuts and a bit kooky. And I kind of just, yeah, want them to be happy and to be in there like as much as it's juvenile, but that's, you know, it's kind of sweet, their juvenile love that yeah, they have. Yeah, as silly as it kind of is on yeah. the face of it, it would – you would like it to work out because yeah. wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, the other big storyline this season, of course, is just generally uh, Caputo navigating the corporate world mm-hmm. um, with MCC. Yeah, I know. Like, And we kind of tap dance a little bit into this earlier, but obviously a criticism we've had from previous seasons is that so much focus on the outside world that we find it distracting or it's, you know, it, it feels like a waste of time. And Caputo's storyline is because he's very rarely in the prison these days yeah. and he's out there in the world. That, that's an important it's still, part of the it's, story, yeah, actually, it's that still, he's not there that much. It's, yeah, it's still prison-related, which is good, um, unlike the Larry and um, – what's her name? Polly, Poppy, whatever. Um, their doesn't story. Polly, <laughs> really, Yeah, Polly. really doesn't matter. Um, I was wondering how – like, did you enjoy – those aspects of the story this season? Um, kind of mm, enjoy is a good question. I think it's important in terms mm. of it's it's a big part of directing why and how the things that go wrong inside the prison happen. Mm. That money and making a profit is the one of the key issues here. Yeah. Um, and so looking at that from every angle and going, what does that mean? You look at... Um, the way that someone can have a good idea that gets formed into something else, they like it because it's cost-saving, but they mm. find a way to abuse that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, j- just it really does get broken down a lot of different ways, how the corporate structure slows things down, how good ideas get transformed to bad ones. He, his relationship with Lydia, whatever her name is. Linda. Linda, blech, like, she's so obviously she's two-faced, it's just kind awful. of silly. When she pulls the gun out on Crystal, yeah. I'm like, and then they like, oh, that's really hard and have sex. I'm like, no. That last bit sucks, right? No. But then again. I feel like that should be a moment where he kind of like side eyes her and is like, what have I gotten myself into? The thing is. Because she though, doesn't see people as people. Well, she doesn't. And the, 
what is interesting, I think, as well, is just Caputo is it's a constant tug of war. The mm. show, and it's deliberate, where it's like, just when you think he's kind of okay, they pull him back and he does something dumb. Yeah. He makes the wrong choice. Perfect example of forth, that is when he's on TV and he's making that thing and he goes off script. Yeah. And you think like, oh, he's going to stand up for like the women. He's going to stand up for Pusse and like what's right. And then he does stand up, but for Bailey. And you're like, oh, sh- fucking hell. But so that's what it, it's like. Fucking hell. Thing is, right. If you you take you look at that for a second, his reaction he is standing up against MCC, right? Because MCC want to demonize Bailey, mm-hmm. completely throw yeah. him under the bus, and have to- totally remove their responsibility from mm-hmm. the incident. Then he chooses to go against that, which is good, but doesn't go far enough. But the thing like, is, like by going against MCC, which they're aware of, MCC know that he's going off script. He's Removing the blame from Bailey and then putting it on the inmates yeah. is what he does in that speech. So he doesn't directly say like, obviously the systems in place failed both the inmates and my officer. They just say he, they failed. They failed and, you know, women are actually dangerous and all this shit. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like that's such a shitty thing to do. And it's like I can almost, you could almost make the argument like you know what he was maybe trying to say was kind of right, but it's just exactly the wrong Words, if he if he was trying to do the right thing, he fucked it completely. I think he felt like he was doing the right thing. And yep. if this was a different show, I think it could very easily be shown that he is doing the right thing. Yeah. But because we know Tasty, and we know Tasty's there and listening, because we love Pussy, we know how fucking awful it is. To, for him to then turn it on the women and be like, oh, you know, like they're, they're out of control. They are, you know, they are violent offenders. And anything they can say has... No validity. Which he, he says that in the his little speech. Didn't he, didn't he? Maybe I misheard. Didn't he say that about the officers too? Though, didn't he suggest that they that anybody that so many people's voices were not like not credible? Mm, no, he no, said about the. I think about I'm the pretty sure inmates. he just said about the inmates. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is. Uh, he was talking about how like the COs are under so much pressure and that kind of thing. It's a really interesting place to end <laughs> up with him. It, it, I mean, and it's great because it's going to make for like where the show ends with the riot mm-hmm. and the inmates uprising is going to make for hopefully a really interesting season. I'm five. going to start watching season five immediately. Yeah, I feel like I'm so pumped for it. That first episode, as soon as it's out, I'm, I'm ready to watch yeah. it. Um, yeah. Was that? Yeah. Otherwise, the Copper World stuff. I know there's some interesting stuff there. I like you know the bit where they go to the conference. And that dickhead mm. is up on stage saying nothing, basically. But he's yeah. like the face of like. I feel like he's private. speaking. He's talking in my head or whatever it is. Yeah. I've been to so many of those fucking things. Well, you have to, don't you? I don't have to go oh, to those sorts of things, but I have oh. gone to them. Right. And just seeing people get up and spew the same nonsense, absolutely substance-free message. Yeah. Just repackaged in a way to sell <laughs> their own shit. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm sick of that. Mm. You should uh, do it. Do that. Yeah, I don't repurpose I, their shit and make some money. I, that's a lo- how that's how people do it. You can pay me as your employee on this podcast. Do you, so you're asking me to become one of those chills? Yep. No thanks. Yes, please. I'd rather not. <laughs> Sell out to the system, man. It looks really cool. Should we get to the big, the biggest thing that happens this season? Actually, talk in depth about the death. Oh, I was like, what? Because I, I thought. You were talking about something other than Pusey's death. I'm no, like, what is bigger no, than it. that? 
we've talked around it. We've talked. Sort yeah, of yeah. We've talked about like it. the issues around, like the the social justice issues around it, and the perspective um, of you know talking about Bailey, but we haven't actually spoken about Pusey. We haven't talked about the moment, which I yeah. think is important. So we have. What do they what do they go to do and the and everyone stands on the tables? Because of the night before is like when they had like the lock in and stuff and Suzanne beats the crap out of Kakudio and everyone like kind of or a lot of people from different factions like witnessed that. Yeah. And obviously like the treatment of them throughout the season is awful. And then like the final moments when they push over red That's and was it. like, Oh, that poor like Sorry, Kate Mulgrew, but that poor like old lady got pushed over. Oh my god, that's too much. Um, and then like they, everyone's like, no, nah, fuck this, and they all stand on the tables. Yeah, which is re- which is reflecting back on um, Piper and oh boy, it's bad that I can't remember her name. Blanca. Blanca, thank you. Who Blanca in particular was put up on that table? Yeah, Blanca was up there for way longer than Piper. Oh was. yeah, I, I only said Piper first because I forgot Blanca's name, which you know, racist. Exactly. Yeah, got it. We we get it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. Um. <laughs> They so that's reflecting back on that. Everyone starts to do it too. They yeah. decide to they're ordered to get them down during all that chaos. Mm. Uh, Suzanne, who's freaking out still about the fight with yeah, Kudio, she's been traumatized by what she was forced to do the previous night to have a violent episode. So Bailey has his knee on Poussey. She can't breathe. He's trying to keep. Suzanne, Suzanne from attacking him. Attacking him. Mm-hmm. He's there for a long, very long time, and Poussey never gets back up. No. So watching it happen, the music is completely. There's no music in this moment. It's just the natural sound effects of the scene. Mm-hmm. The chaos is done pretty well. The shot, the low shot on Poussey is really hard to watch. That's mm-hmm. traumatic enough. Yeah. Watching sort of the life leave her is awful. You know what's happening and yeah. what's going to happen. And then the clincher for me was tasty. Yeah, of course. Like, what a performance to just completely tug at your heart, heartstrings. That yeah. wail she is giving oh. over Poussey's body is... I mean, just yeah, I mean, I cried. Even, <laughs> I mean, I'm tearing, even though I'm I knew tearing it was coming. up now. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard to talk about. I think it's seeing... Yeah, Tasty's reaction is so awful. It's so, so awful. It's, oh, fuck. It's really bad. It's really... It's horrific. It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to see. And and the classic manipulation that happened throughout that episode in which, yeah, Poussey is filled with so much hope about not only, like, getting out her future, but her future relationship with So-So and... How do you feel about Poussey and So-So? Generally, as well. Do you like them as a parent? Generally, I really like them. Sure, I really. They're very like sweet. Them. Like they sell that they have they have chemistry. They're they're very cute together. Yeah. I, I'm. Mm. You find it simplistic or no? No, I just I don't know. Pusey was given nothing else to do this season except be in a relationship with Soso, and Soso mm-hmm. is the same. Um, that's all they had to do was be sweet, so they could be taken away from us at the end with Pusey. Yeah, I, I, I do wish that perhaps they could have because last season it kind of ended with not season three, season end of season two when is it, when Soso tries to kill herself. Or end of three? season three. Season three. Yeah, the end of season three when Soso, you know, attempts suicide and Pusey and the other ladies um, help her out. If at you know for the maybe the first half of this season or whatever, we see. Soso and Poussey like kind of bonding and like Poussey like trying to like 
draw her out or make her feel better or whatever it might be um, and actually like grow that relationship a bit yeah. more authentically I think would have been nicer to see as much as I you know love them being all lovey-dovey and they're so adorable together you know I think that would have been um, a better story and also and there's also like the issues of so-so's apparent racism <laughs> as well and her mm. ignorance um, and that's kind of glossed over as well. But generally, it got, it got an episode. It did get an episode, but her like, yeah, it just seemed kind of like, oh, you have these like racist opinions. She's like, I'm sorry, I love you, I love you too, babe. It's kind of oh, okay, um, yeah. But I, I do like them. I think they're really sweet together, and again, it's just. Fuck! It's awful. About, yeah, it's awful. Like when, because when, when they the brights... make us feel so good, and yeah. and and the reason for doing that, and like every TV show does this, and the reason say, for doing that, that. How do you feel about the choice? Like, okay, a character has to die this season it, for this plot to work. Mm. How do you feel about it being Poussey? Is Poussey almost too obvious a choice when she is just built to be the sweet, innocent, can-do-no-wrong character. Mm. The worst she's ever done is get drunk a few times on her own. Like, yeah. she's really never been anything but the pure soul. It's mm. like, I'm trying to think of an example where they do this to you. It's like killing Wash in Firefly or Anya in, uh, or Tara. It's like killing Tara. <laughs> right, the morning after, yeah. Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is. Fucking hell, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, let's kill another uh, lesbian. Good. Uh, I don't think TV has enough dead lesbians. <laughs> that's um, a that's an epidemic, isn't it? That's a plague. It's, it is a plague. It's a fucking plague. Look, it. I. I hate that it's per se. I do hate it. Can I think of another character that would have affected me more? I don't think I can think of. What another. if it was tasty? Or hmm, who's another example? Actually, Tasty's probably the only other one that would make me feel that this way. But you... because I know that Pussy would be left without Tasty and vice versa, Tasty is left without Pussy. Yeah, that's important. Which is really heartbreaking. What if it was like Black Cindy? I would have been sad, but not to the extent that I am for Pussy and Tasty. What if it was So-So? No. Because she wasn't there long enough? Yeah. You don't have the connection to her? Yeah. What if it was Piper? <laughs> <laughs> mm, you're dead, bitch. Yeah, no, I'd, I would not really care. Uh, but it also it would feel like some weird martyrdom that would make me yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, would, it I think. wouldn't work. Yeah, no, it wouldn't work. Pusay is a good choice, almost too good. Well, I think that's is the, the thing problem. because if you're going to do the Black Lives Matter story, yeah, which exactly. this clearly is, clearly has to be a black woman. It has to be someone so that I think like it helps that she's small, and so the argument that she could have been a threat is entirely sure. removed. Um, and it has to be someone that people love and connect to, so it has weight. What what so if it was it. what if it was Watson who has been a physical threat at times mm. and Does, is known as the angry black woman, right? If you will. Mm. Like obviously not deserving of that at all. No, not at all. She has a reason to be angry. Is that would that have made it almost better though? Because then it doesn't oversimplify it. Mm. Because the Pusey is so pure and innocent and completely incapable of being a physical threat because of her size, yeah. that it's almost like, yeah, it's hard to have it's any other perspective at all. It's yeah, so example. extreme. Yeah. It's killing a fucking puppy, you know? Yeah. Of course, they're the bad guys and they kill a puppy. Now, Watson, of course, it's still 
awful, mm. but does it at least show some of the grey area there? Obviously not deserving. Nothing she could have done would have, or anything that she'd done in the past makes her deserving of being mm. killed. But does muddy the water in a way that might have made it a little bit more layered still? Maybe it didn't need that. Maybe maybe that would have only made it more complex than I think if you gave Watson more in that season, you could do that. You could have done that, though. If you knew that's where you were going, you could have yeah. gone there with Watson. Mm. I was waiting for her to end back in the shoe at the end when she punched the <laughs> white supremacy I, I mean, Watson was so undeserved this unserved underserved, sorry, this season. She's been underserved the entire show. Yeah, that's true. She's She comes in to say some angry words and then leaves. Yeah, yeah. She's Which never really developed really into a character, unfortunately. No. For someone who has a flashback episode in season one, mm-hmm. I've never really been able to find anything for her to do. No. So, And like, even her flashback was pretty underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a shame. Uh, may, uh, now that... Oh, sounds awful. Now that Poussey has gone, maybe we have room um, for another black woman to take the spotlight. Poussey had been separated from them almost yeah, for so long true. too. They keep pushing her into the library and with so-so and away mm-hmm. from the other black <laughs> ladies anyway. She that's was her true. own entity. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, yeah, if I think if it maybe had been Watson, I'm not sure that you could then have the killer be Bailey. Why not? Because be- he's not physically big Because enough? you have angry black woman attacks soft baby white man. What I don't see how that's an issue. Um, it's not an issue for me, but I think once again when we're talking about like Penzataki and her rapist and how that can be murky. I think if you're a viewer and apparently they want to educate people on Black Lives Matter, when you have an angry black woman who is being aggressive attacking a seemingly submissive, non-threatening white man, you can see why they might react with. Once again, inverted commas, appropriate force. Okay. What if it was the veteran, one of the veteran COs, maybe the one, the redneck type one who talks about making kids fucking, fucking juggle what grenades. What the fuck was that? What the what fuck, the was, fuck that? was that? <laughs> that was I'm sorry? Fucked. Not only do you like blow kids' arms off, you also rape women and then like- Strangle or have, them to death. Or have sex with them and then kill them afterwards. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that... I'm sorry, how awful do these people need to be? Yeah. Like, why? Why? What? Who? What? When? Where? Why? Now, I'm not saying that people like that can't exist in the world, but boy, that was a fucking bomb to drop on that character. Like, wow. We've already got a sadistic one who, like, does really fucked up stuff Mm -hmm. to uh, Maritza. And then also this guy is a sociopath. What? Like... Gee, they're not giving veterans a very nice um, deal. Yeah, this absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. Actually, yeah. that was it. That's a really weird scene. It's like it's like I'm looking at you going. It's obvious you're obviously coded to be an awful person at this mm. stage, but also not quite enough. Like <laughs> no one's reacting to this. Bailey's not reacting to it. No, not enough. No, if someone told me that, let me out of your if, car, please. Even if I was I numbed walk. after a terrible thing has happened you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about that i'm what do you think this is setting up for something into next season though like bailey has lent on him for comfort essentially um, the red redhead that, redneck guy. yeah that yeah. guy i don't know his name i'm sorry mm. 
is there is that going to continue? Is he going to continue to help him to rationalize what happened and help him get over it? Is that going to be a part of this? Like how you can just completely I, fucking rationalize anything, even the most horrid stuff like killing children and no, because I think with the the riot and the gun being out there and whatever happens with that, I think that will kind of obliterate anything that has, like small moments like that that we've seen before. I mean, I doubt that any of these CEOs will remain after next season. Mm, okay. You know? I Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I, I don't think there's um, – perhaps I'm completely wrong. I don't think there's longevity with those people. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but that's because we keep Maybe applying the, the logic of someone's going to turn around and go, oh, this isn't working. We need to actually spend money to fix this situation. But the lesson we're learning here is that's not the that's not what's going to happen. Mm. The lesson here is that they will find an angle to make it work. That was the stuff that was happening with Caputo where they're like, we've got to find an angle on this Watson girl. We've got to find a way. We've got to get our story straight. We what, can't, to say? Sorry. We can't. We can't release the body or call the police, Mm. the body stays in the fucking cafeteria until we know how we're going to approach this strategically. Mm. There's nothing to suggest. I mean, Bailey's been, at this stage, he's only been suspended, I think, at this stage. Uh, Pending investigation, yeah. And the other guy, the guy that it never happened because the captain sort of stepped all over Caputo, mm. but the sadistic one yeah. who starred the fight with Suzanne and um, and Cucudio, he was just going to get a month off without pay. Well, that's yeah. not... Fire his fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you'd just be doing that. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah. I don't know that we can be sure that all those COs will be gone. Yeah, you can't be sure of anything. I just feel like after the incident where, like, Fuse dies and then obviously... With the gun being brought in and a, a a riot, I feel like they're like, hmm, you know that program we started where we bring veterans in. It hasn't really worked out very well. So let's talk about that specific. Let's talk about the ending. I want to talk about the last minute and a half. Mm. We have the riot starts after mm-hmm. Tasty hears mm-hmm. what Caputo says. On I the love news. watching Tasty like go down those hallways. So good. I love that. I'm like, fuck yes, Tasty. Fucking rip someone's face off. Fucking destroy everything tasty. She is excellent. Oh, yes. Always has been. Always, always, always. Love, 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 love. So, so reliable Mm -hmm. to just get where it needs to go. Can the show please just be about tasty and her friends? Please, please, please. I would be very happy with that. The starts the riot. They all convene when they get to the point where that CO, the psychotic CO, whatever his name is, pulls Mm. out the gun. Yeah. He gets knocked over by Mar- Maritza, yes, girl. Which she, he had coming because mm-hmm. of the fucking bullshit he made her do. He eating has the much worse coming. I well, hope they make him eat his own bullsack. That's what I hope happens. Then, mm. Dyer. Yeah, <laughs> you've always struggled with that name, always. but yes, yes, Dyer picks up the gun. Mm-hmm. Maria. Is mm-hmm. there next to him? Yeah. Who's now become sort of like the gang leader yeah. for the Hispanic community. Not sort of. She straight up is the gang leader sure. of the Dominicans, yeah. Asks her if she wants to take it. Mm-hmm. And Dyer steps forward and, no, I'm going to get this done. Gets both guards on the ground, just holding a gun to sadistic CEO's head. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer, yep. Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, wow. That's a pretty crazy place to end. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about... How do we feel about specifically the choice for it to be dire? That is the one that's doing well, how it. How do you feel about that? I just feel a little bit like thinking we had this discussion a little bit before we did the podcast. Mm. I think 
that while they have built to this a little bit, the Dyer might get mixed up in the wrong crowd. It just doesn't... I feel like there's a million other people that I'm going to... I'm going to come... Say say I'd watch this as it happened, right? I had a year to wait for season five. I would have gone, holy shit, Tasty could fucking do anything here if it was Tasty holding the gun yeah. or if it was Maria holding the gun mm-hmm. or if there was another half dozen characters potentially holding that gun that would feel a little bit more of emotionally earned. Well, you even said like Maritza because she's been through so much with that specific guard. Maritza would be a yeah. perfect example. Someone who has a little bit more direct mm-hmm. emotional ties to this This is just like the V and Rosa thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. you like, this could have been a really cool moment, but like thematically, what are you doing? I don't understand yeah. why you've chosen this person who has had little to no interaction with the person um, that they end up with in these final moments. Exactly. Mm. And I just don't... Daya had... Okay. Uh, wait a second. What happened this season with Daya? Daya lost her baby last season. She was dealing with that for a bit. Her, her mum left. Her, her mum left. Daya had nothing to do this season. Not a thing. Nothing. But now she's got a gun to a guard's head. It's like, uh, no, we didn't earn this moment, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And even when I think I'm like, oh, you know, obviously Bennett left her with this baby. She's pretty bitter about that. But we don't really see that. And that, that was so long that's ago. That's the thing. That it, yeah, you, it's hard to track Without that. Without having her more involved this season, mm-hmm. I just, this moment, yeah. just she just seems like the wrong choice. E- even if like, in those moments where the Latina women are being profiled and searched, we never – I don't think we ever see Daya being like I, – I think we might may see it once, but once. she is not one of the people that's – she's not the focus of that. Yeah. If we had seen her like, you know, really feel the weight, which, you know, the Dominicans and the Latina women really felt this season. Like yeah. they were under a lot of pressure. And like it makes sense that one of them reaches breaking point. Totally. That totally makes sense. But we don't see it. And once again, asking the same questions, you have 13 hours. Why don't we see that? Why couldn't we see? Yeah. Why couldn't Dia be more integral to this season before she's got holding a gun to it? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it Like it could have been a million other, oh, a, a half dozen to a dozen other people that would have really worked great mm-hmm. and Dia wasn't one of them. No. That is then followed up by <laughs> the final shot for oh. the season. Also very similar to what happened to season Rosa. Two. It's season two over again. So season two. Oh, oh I'm, yeah, the patterns. Yeah, the patterns the, are the there. Patterns I'm going to see right? if it's the same people who wrote the finale of season two. Sure. I'll explain to our listeners what I'm talking about. So at the end of season two, I complained that there was this awful bit where as Rosa was driving, oh, she's run over V, which already was unmotivated, but she then transforms into her younger self driving away, right? And it's like, Oh, we didn't need that, is it? <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I was just laughing at remembering that awful moment in season two where it's just like... It just didn't need to happen. If you yeah. just cut with her driving, it's just Rosa as she is today. It I understood it. It speaks didn't... of a, a lack of taste. It feels over the top and tacky. Tacky. It feels really tacky. Tacky is the right word. Um, so, the season two finale was written by Genji Cohen. Right. Season four finale is written by Genji Cohen and Tara Herman. Right. Well, so. Genji Cohen ha- seems to be the common, common denominator <laughs> because in this season, after we end on this incredible image of an inmate holding a gun to a CO's so head. So exciting. Makes you go, whoa, whoa. what's going to happen next season? We then cut to a shot of... Pusay standing <laughs> on the banks of the whichever river the that Hudson, is. Hudson I'm River, assuming. I think it is. 
looking out. She looks. She's looking out of the bay. She turns around and she looks fucking straight <laughs> bang down the barrel and it's smiles her so goofy smile. Bad. It's so bad. It is so ill conceived. <laughs> what the fuck are you Who doing? Who was like, this is really working. This is good. It Put it in. Just. It's so bad. On set, in the edit, who in the, the somewhat, the editor should have been saying, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> you do not understand what you're doing. It uh, does not belong in there. Why is that shot there? You totally undermine awful. your ending by putting that in there. Sometimes I feel like these writers are so, it's just like, oh, we're so clever. Oh, we're so good. We are so good at telling real stories. And they take themselves away too fucking seriously. And they put moments like this in that are just genuinely hilarious Surrounded when they're not yes meant men. to be. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just like everyone's patting themselves on the back. And then and because of that, I think you get moments like this where everyone like may, perhaps a certain critical eye is missing. not there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's oh God, it just ruins it. It ruins it. It's well because I was sitting next to you when you were watching this just before, and I this was obviously my now third viewing of that moment, and I was just like trying to contain myself, but it's also kind of just like rolling around on the couch because I didn't want to have to watch it again because it's awful. You, were you waiting it's for so my reaction? Cheesy. I was just like, yeah, I was side eyeing you to see like what it was going to be, and then it, and then it cuts to orange. And were you happy with my reaction? Yes. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. bad. It was yeah. really bad. But then I also kind of had a similar, not as much as like in that very moment, but a similar reaction to her entire flashback. Yeah, you don't like that at all. The I way do they not like her. that at all. It's, I mean, it's, I guess it's meant to celebrate Poussey. You know what it reminds me of? What? Garden State. Like, it has the vibe of, like, oh, why? Because oh my life is so unique and I'm seeing all these weird and cool things and going on an adventure. It's like, fuck off. That doesn't happen. It's it's uh, playing on that, like, yeah, a bunch of twee Life is weird magical. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a great I was like, show me yeah. something real in her life. Come I, on. I guess I was willing to go there for the sake of giving the character... Uh, a bit of a celebratory send-off. It, I think got, my oh, problem is it felt too sentimental. Sure, it it lacked it it lacked an edge of any sort. Yeah, is did. the problem. It needed a little bit of something something mm-hmm. in there to give it some weight, and it's it's completely weightless. Yeah. Made only worse by that last shot. Mm-hmm. Like like there could have been there's yeah just even just taking that out would have helped a lot more. But I understand your criticism. I didn't bother me as much, but I totally understand why you don't like it. Yeah. So. Just want to go back to the ending a little bit because I think maybe that might be the reason that I have or have had a more positive um, association with this season because I know how it ends. You know where it's going. Yeah. I, and I am so excited that the as much as awful things happen, the big bad of this season, which is kind of MCC and – the overpopulated prison in those conditions is one creating like different factions of communities, which I love because I love watching the dynamics between the women. I think that that, that's always when the show's at its best is when that's happening. Um, And then at the end, the complete unification of all of those different factions against, against the bigger bad, against the bigger bad, which gets me pumped for next season. 
with because this was your first time watching it, did you did you think there was a better sense of community? Could you? I know you said in the first half you couldn't, but did you feel the momentum towards defeating that bigger bad amongst the women? Again, it happens more in the second half of the yeah. season, though. Like when they're trying like they sort of start the community the almost the mediation thing um and they're like trying to figure things out but all their differences just keep getting in the way they start insulting each other red walks away i'm too tired for this sort of thing you can feel them trying to do it you can feel again we talked about the head white white pride lady whatever you want to call it Mm. when she doesn't want to fight suzanne Mm -hmm. you can start to feel that sense of these women do have more in common than they have Mm. different as much as this condition tends to tends to force them into these separate communities and force them apart. I just, it just, again, it just didn't have momentum early on. It took too long to get there. I wasn't sure what it was going for. When it started to turn, I was like, great, it just happened too late. Mm. Or it happened, but when it happens, it happened great. It just should have been three episodes shorter and we could have gotten there sooner. Yeah, no, yeah, once again, it comes down to length, doesn't Uh, it? It really does. Most seasons, the problem ends up being it's too long. Either the episode's too long or the season's too long. I just, I really believe that, okay, the big problem is there's a lot of characters, right? Mm. And so episode length does make a bit of sense there to have. If you've got eight storylines going on in an episode, you need to be long. But I've seen too many shows that can tell a beautiful, succinct story or three stories in 22 minutes. Succinct is the key there. Succinct in 22 minutes. But I don't think that's this show. Like they have never had to keep things so tight that every moment that's on screen is either really funny or serves a plot service or is highly dramatic or we're like there's there is a, there's a lot of filler there yeah yeah and 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 they seem to like be adding to the problem by adding more characters who add to the filler. They're not adding more characters that are all necessary or that are all valuable. Mm. They Sometimes they're just adding people for faces and it's – I worry that it's going to break underneath its own weight. Yeah. Yeah. You – I, I I think it's maybe a, a situation where they're trying to solve a problem the wrong way. Like, mm. we've got this time. The more characters we have, the more stories we've got to fill that time. But that's not what happens. You lose momentum. It gets yeah. diluted. Yeah. It was already diluted. Mm. Cut it down. Make them shorter seasons. A 10-episode season would be perfect. Yeah, it would be. Especially when they release them. The thing I can't get figure out is they release them in this binge model. There is no reason to have more episodes. It's not like they need the advertising time or anything like that mm. right they could release less episodes have a more effective story as a binge model too getting through this in 10 hours instead of 13 drawn out hours is going to feel better yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm gonna yeah. come away feeling more favorably about the show particularly a lot of times because after we've finished one of these seasons I have a very hard time remembering what has happened in this season. Absolutely. Because I felt like I started watching it five years ago. I mean, uh, that argument doesn't hold water with an old show. Like if we started to watch Breaking Bad, which was released episodically, and we had that same problem, I don't think you should, should could argue with that. That wasn't the way it was made. But this is the way the show is made. Mm. It's released all at once. It encourages yeah. binging. Netflix actively encourages binging. It's part of its advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm is that you're going to be- take a day off and watch this show, right? Yeah. They are asking you to do it that way. So when it when 
it fails at delivering the right experience with if that model, it is it's impossible to consume a product in a way that you advertise is the way you should consume it. That's weird. Well, if if it just undermines the experience, yeah, that's thing. Like, it's, then you can't sit, you can't even, you can't take a day off and watch this show. Like emotionally, you can't do it. You cannot do it. Some robots There's, can, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, true. And it's just, like it would be just so exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I had a. Oh, we didn't talk about there is a new Muslim character in this season. Yeah, Ab- Abdullah? Abdullah. How yep. do we feel about her inclusion this season? Did she add much for you? Um, did she add much? I in, I thought she was a, a new face that I did find valuable, yes. Yep. Um, I thought it was obviously on the nose and just a bit of silliness, but the uh, the attempt of the writers to tackle the issue of the West Bank and mm. the occupation of Palestine and all that stuff. Uh, interesting choice. Um, the very on-the-nose jokes about that, about her leaving like a bomb for mm-hmm. Black Cindy and it's just a bit stupid, but whatever. Um, How do you feel about the music that un- that played underneath her as they introduced her character in episode one? I, d- I wasn't aware. There is like uh, it's music is not something I necessarily know about. Knows about the show. I'd never mm. feel like it's. I've never. Is that like, it was like the classic Aziz Ansari joke about. Oh, which is like the homeland music. Totally, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, it's exactly what happened. Yeah, right. And I know they do it for Red sometimes, but I can't think of any other characters where it's not. I don't feel like we go to the. Yeah, Black Cindy doesn't walk in and fiddle on the roof. Starts ex- playing. <laughs> if I was a rich man, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah, um, yeah, it does happen for Red sometimes, but I was like, this is the only other character I can remember there being a specific thing for and going. So, that yeah, was I feel those. like when they were doing the montage about. Everyone trying to be Jewish. I feel like there was some sort of like music, culturally Jewish music. That might make sense. I, that to me works when they're the all comedy. pretending yeah. to be Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. But if you have to go Muslim music play now because we have a Muslim character, <laughs> it's like, really? Did we? Did yeah. you need that? Yeah. Do we In need to define her specifically <laughs> by that? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a part of it, but does the music need to say mm. it too? No, I, I did enjoy the way she kind of just calls Cindy on her shit. Yeah. And she's like, you realise you just lost, right? When they're talking about the phone. Um, I do. I actually appreciate the friendship with Cindy. And I Abby. do too. I like the way yeah. she works into that group yeah. by the end of it. It's pretty yeah, good. It's, it's good stuff. Um, did you, just going back to the death for a second as well, the whole next episode was also just the mourning that's going on. Everybody mm. tackling the death of Poussey. Not yeah. just what it meant from a political point of view, but from the loss of this person, this character. Someone dying in the prison, um, which we have had happen before. This isn't the first death in the prison ever. No, yeah. Um, Same, yeah, Trisha and stuff. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, did you think they tackled that well? Episodes that tackle death I find really interesting. I always think of the body um, and like there was another episode of a TV show not that long ago that I liked because the way they tackled death as well. But um, did you I think, think the body is like the epitome. The body is, is the one. That's the one you right? want to mm, yeah, be compared to. Do I think they mm, – I mean it's it's such a different context to lose someone in prison. Mm. Do I think they end? I'm just thinking. Are, like, I mean, there are moments where I'm like, I don't think like Cindy and 
Watson seem sad enough. But then oh, they're, then they're, they had that moment where they started to joke about her. What was the the peak up or whatever that she the, had? Yeah, the yeah. she wee she and wee. then broken. That that made me cry. Yeah, that moment like yeah. that hit me hard. Um, that but that's felt real. that's the thing, like because. Obviously, when you get to the moment, you're like, "Oh yes, they've just like," and then yeah. you remember that, like, "Oh, they have they have hardened themselves because mm-hmm. that is their environment. It's mm-hmm. not because they're not feeling the full range of emotions." Um, I I, I sort yeah, of I mean I th- I think they do it well. I I mean, it's not the body; <laughs> it's not no. as affecting as that. But I don't think it's trying to be either. I I just I guess I like the breath it took. I like that it sort of explored what happens even in a prison community when someone dies. Mm. The people coming over and giving their condolences. Yeah. The even the way like that Alex and Piper and stuff were sort of dealing with it at that moment. And, no fucking Piper. Yeah, but she even pissed me off then. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was really tastefully done. It wasn't overdone. It was just. I'm glad they gave it the time they did. I guess I want mm. to put it out there. Uh, yeah, I it was heart. It continued the heartbreak when we see Pusey's body is being left. Yeah, I mean that that's awful. And then we see Tasty trying to help, trying to move things for her friend, but ultimately coming up against a brick wall because she has no power. Mm. Um, and then obviously we see that incredibly moving reaction from her when she hears what Caputo has said about the incident. And we see, you know, the anger in Watson have somewhere to go when the white supremacists say something disrespectful and she is allowed to explode both physically with the white supremacist and then afterwards in laughter with Cindy about um, Abdullah's hair. Like that's, that's really nice. It's also... Kind, I'm I'm glad we were able to see like a little moment with Boo and Penzataki talking about ghosts and the River Sticks. <laughs> and oh, I didn't yeah. grow up in the Sticks; I grew up in the city uh, oh, or in town, um, which is nice. And then we see like Maritza and Flaka, who obviously and Flak, I mean not Flaka, Maritza said it before how. You know, when Flack was talking about her mom, she's like, oh, I would cry if I hadn't buried my emotions deep down inside. And so clearly their way of dealing things is being silly and laughing and, you know, obviously being very disrespectful and awful, mm-hmm. but just among themselves. They're like, still like, private. They, yeah. They're just like teenage girls and that's how they cope. Um, so I'm glad that we saw the echoes Opposite's death ringing out in yeah, like, I like for that everyone. Too. I thought that was good. Yeah, I'm glad they did that and then yeah. just just keep it to as much as it's important that it was like her immediate sort of friends. Mm. They let it go a little bit wider too. Yeah. The bit where Norma's singing to um, so 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 as oh, well, God, which is only the second time. Cry. Yeah, it's only the second time we've heard Norma singing, and that hit me as being important. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's like that. That was like, oh wow, okay, people are feeling this because yeah. these sorts of things are happening. Mm. Um, just a little side note of my own. I find it really hard to believe that if you Google Poussey, it comes up with porn. But if you Google side boob, the first thing that comes up is a video <laughs> of Caputo's band. That was just unrealistic. That's just. I also noticed that the. So it had a certain. I can't remember the actual numbers, but it had a certain number of views. But then it had more likes than it had views. Oh, that's just wrong. Yeah. I was like, well, whose decision was that? Mm. Uh, anyway. Um, Someone wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yes, that's right. I do want it to speak on an article. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this article brings up a few points. And I think we can either 
briefly talk about them or delve into them to see what happens. So the article is from whereyourvoicemag.com. And to warn everyone at home, it is called Intersectional Feminist Media. So if you're not down for those opinions, why are you listening to this podcast? Because we clearly have nothing in common. Um, And their article is called Orange is the New Black is Trauma Porn Written for White People. And it's written by Ashley Shackelford. Shackelford, I think is how you pronounce that. And these are some of the points that she's brought up as to like quite a few reasons as to why she won't be watching it anymore really. First one is interracial or white love only in which every relationship in this show, it's either between two white people or a person of color and a white person. Does that include Poussey and Soso? Poussey is in a black woman is in a relationship with a Eurasian woman. Right. So the yeah the the point this woman's making is that Latina and black women or folks in general are there's no room for loving themselves or their own people. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I that's noticed that. that yeah, I didn't notice that either when I was reading that I was like, Oh, oh yeah. They've sort of they've sort of like kind of started or like played with that idea a They've couple of times. They've teased with like Pusse and Tasty and stuff. And Maritzo and, Pl- and, and Flaka, uh, Flaka yeah. as well, but that's yeah, it. But that's, it never actually comes to anything. Yeah, good point. Um, uh, the next point is white moderates who've contemplated giving a fuck when white supremacy was too much. So that's in obviously about uh, a good example is Piper when she inadvertently starts a white supremacist uh, organization. Um, And then when it becomes too much, she's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, But then ultimately doesn't really do anything to fight it or to stop that um, taking a hold in the uh, culture. She is so passive through all of that. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons I struggle with that whole storyline. It becomes unforgivable. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're a piece of shit. Uh, Yeah, and then she talks about obviously like Yoga Jones being like, you know, in that cell with Judy King and like mm-hmm. allowing herself uh, to be in that position when she doesn't have to be um, and, you know, taking advantage of privilege. Uh, Was that commenting on that though? Like they they chose Yoga Jones on purpose for that. Yeah, they Because did, Yoga yeah. Jones is a fake is what we're sort of finding out. Yeah, which I didn't like. I don't think... The Yoga Jones from previous seasons is a fake. I think that's she's the had... That's hard to swallow. Yeah, with, you know, when Soso was going on her hunger strike and Yoga Jones was like, actually, no, you're right. This, this, What's happening is terrible and we have to do something and yeah. I will join you in that. Um, and having conviction is good and strong. And, like, that's Yoga Jones. I don't know who this character is. She has a Yoga Jones suit on, but it's not Yoga the Jones. The Judy King stuff really feels like it came from a different show yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they really knew what they were doing with that. No. Uh, The next point is showing us the past of white people to get us to empathize with their racism or mistakes. Um, So, we see obviously with Healy. I guess we see that with Bailey with his mistakes. Uh, Who else we got here? Oh, and we see obviously like Penzataki, which she's clearly a racist and all that stuff. But, you know, we learn that it's because she's – Ignorant and like uneducated and poor and hasn't had the best life and that kind of thing. So that's another point. I think it's more 
it's more it's, of a point with people like Healy and stuff. I think is. it's a, it's a point. I think it's important to know that these people are real. They're yeah, real I mean, inside America. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the discussion we had before, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it I, I, it's not about making an excuse for it. It's important to talk about why these why this is a thing to some degree. Like, what fosters this stuff to occur at all? It doesn't. It's not to say at all that they're forgiven for those actions. I don't forgive Healy for anything he's done. Mm. But let's look at. So, how does someone like Healy come to exist? Yeah. Um. And if you don't talk about that, you're not talking about reality. You're talking about cartoon villains. You're talking mm. about Jafar from fucking Aladdin. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're not talking. Yeah. It's not people anymore. And yeah. if you want it to be Jafar, then fine. Go and watch something with a simple moral message. But that's mm. not what Orange is the New Black is trying to be. And mm-hmm. I don't think I. I understand if they're worried that happens too often. Yep. Um, or that's happening exclusively for white characters. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to not be there. I mm-hmm. want it to happen. I just want to be fair go for everyone. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I want to be... It just needs to be make sure it is running the gamut, not just allowing only white characters to feel like they're getting away with their their biases, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I think it's just hard to then – I mean, how do you have, like, a black version of that? The problem is that it's hard because black people can't yeah. – it's hard for black privilege to be a thing because it doesn't exist the same uh, the same way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. white privilege is a problem, therefore we talk about it. Black privilege isn't, so we don't mm. talk about it. So, having – you can't – that's the thing. The, yeah. fo- if the focus is going to be on racism. We need to talk mm. about racists. I, I get – like, it, the conversation topic is – I feel like the conversation topic is in the show. Mm-hmm. S- sometimes I'm not sure what stance they're taking. Which is them, they want to have their cake and eat it too sometimes. Yeah. This is like the stuff with Donut and Poussey mm. where it's like you've, you're – okay, that's definitely an argument you can have is that sometimes yeah. they're, not, they're not drawing a line in an effort to mm. be – to try and have a in-depth grey discussion, they forget to give any sort of like, well, here's the boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the unforgivable line. Here's the bit where it goes too far. Yeah. Here's the line that should be drawn, the distinction that needs to be made as to what is emphatically wrong about this. And, but let's talk about the issue in depth and not just as a surface yeah, character. I, mean, yeah, I think it, it is just really hard to create empathy for a character and not then, because I feel like it's almost natural when you empathize with someone, when you understand who they are. It's re- sometimes it is hard not to lessen their crimes or somewhat excuse their behaviour. This is a show about women in prison. Yeah, like, know. this is a show that's all about making sure we yeah. don't just pigeonhole prisoners as, and mm-hmm. criminals as being all awful people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the show is actively engaging with our biases towards if they're in jail, they obviously deserve it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's going, it's going past that and we can argue about how well it's doing it, mm. but... That we're well past thinking they're not going to do that with characters. They're going yeah, I think, to yeah, I think make sure they're 3D and to is, some degree empathetic. This is more perhaps an exasperation with in every, well, not every, but majority of other shows 
men and white men in particular are given the benefit of the doubt, are seen as the heroes, are seen as their behaviour is acceptable. So what the what are you asking there that we flip that completely? No, I'm I'm I mean is that I'm not saying um no, I think they're just sick of having to see that and they I guess they wanted a show where they didn't have the white male perspective um rammed down their throat and they didn't want to see it. Okay. And they want they wanted a show that was about them and their identification there, and who they are there and is, their stories. There is a lot to argue about that as the show goes on we are moving away from the female characters a bit and seeing too much of the male characters. Mm-hmm. The show has so many female characters we could be spending time with. Why are we spending so much time with the male characters? I agree with that. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and if the, because this show is allowing us to see stories from a perspective we don't normally see, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, there's already plenty of that going on in the media. Why do we need more of it here? Sure. But if we remove it from that context for a second – is the show doing a bad job with what it has? Is it a bad decision from the show as a singular entity to make sure that all its characters are three-dimensional as possible? Mm -hmm. The last thing we want is a V again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who Mm -hmm. was a black woman but just just didn't have any depth to her whatsoever, was just villainous. Mm. That didn't help anyone. No, it didn't. Cool. All right. Uh, The next point is fat black women got to pay for sex or be mammified. Sorry, say that again. (laughs) Fat black women got to pay for sex or be mammified. So we have... Cindy and Tasty. Cindy and Tasty. And then we have Nichols um, bartering for drugs in Max with that Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. bigger black lady. Um, and the argument against, like, obviously the lack of true, genuine sexuality that we see from Tasty and Cindy, other than like, mm, he's hot or whatever. I feel like, um, yeah, like Tasty the, in particular. Yeah, the difference is that Boo, who is a bigger white woman, we see her getting it on quite a bit. Sure, yeah. Um, and then she's allowed to be sexualized, which is, I mean, that was kind of groundbreaking. Um, to see that really, so then for them not to also do that for um, bigger black women, uh, it doesn't help that Cindy and Tasty are both straight, straight women. But I mean, flashbacks. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was another point. Um, I don't have a huge opinion on that. I mean, I'd love to see equal representation when it comes to mm-hmm. people being allowed to be sexual Definitely. on screen. They talked about that even in the idea of like, uh, again, not from a black perspective at all, but from Judy King, like the yeah, uh, older, older women. women. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next point is the death of our, our being women of color, black women uh, specifically, the death of our well-being for profit, how black people solely exist for pain and comedy. And this is obviously mostly about Pusey's death. Yep. Solely for pain and comedy. Mm. Do you think that's true in this show? There's a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I think you're really not... You're going to throw away a lot of storylines and stuff. If I mean, pain is, is a huge part of this show. And Yeah. Pain, pain is, and comedy are kind of this show. That is the show in a nutshell. That is everybody... Surely. Yeah. Think it of someone who... Hasn't... Isn't solely suffered. pain and comedy. 
That's every character. That's every character. Do you know character. why? Because that's the, that's the light and the shade that every show should have. Mm. What would yep. you What would you like those characters to be if not pain and comedy? There's love in there. We get friendship. We get companionship. We mm. get all those things too. Yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah, I, no. I think that's a little I, short-sighted, that one. I, I agree. And I think I understand that the passionate – um, this is quite a passionate article and it's coming from a place of being really angry and upset with a huge frustration. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to negate that at all, but I just thought I'd bring up those points. And yeah, obviously if people want to read this article, we, you can find it at whereyourvoicemag.com. The article is called Orange is the New Black is Trauma Porn Written for White People. Yeah. So feel free to read it. Um, get a different perspective formulate your own ideas about what this show is doing and i think that's important advice excellent advice let's speed our way through uh the closing stuff of this episode Mm -hmm. favorite and least favorite episodes favorite episode damask i was gonna say lolly's one Mm -hmm. because i really love lolly's flashback and i love the actress who played her but i think i'm gonna go with no, I can't do that. No, I am going to do with Lolly, Lolly's. You're going to go with Lolly's episode? Yeah, Lolly's episode. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, it's ep- yeah, episode seven, it sounded nicer in my head. So, yeah, it's... I think Lolly is such a standout for me this season. I really connected with her as much as I have, like, you know, obviously not liked Healy in the past. I really enjoy their dynamic with he and Lolly. Uh, Nikki's back by that time. Um, you know... Piper gets branded, which <laughs> terrible, but fucking deserved. Um, yeah, no, I, d- I just love Lolly and I love the flashback and yeah. Cool. Good. I like that. And I think it's the well. beginning of, yeah, like you said earlier, when the season's like, woo, yeah. It makes its turn. Yeah. My favorite episode is episode 11, uh, People Persons, which is Suzanne's second flashback episode. Oh, God, Suzanne. Yeah, which I just thought was, we at that point don't didn't know why she was in Litchfield. Mm. And by the end of this episode, we know why. And it's yeah. e- as tragic as it was. I mean, you see it coming. Yeah. As it's just like, oh, far out. Yep. This is not. That moment where she starts talking with the kid, it's just like, oh, well, this is mm. going to be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, and then this is also the episode where they found the body. And they're starting to do the investigations into what happened. This is a really good episode. Yeah. So, it just it, you were saying episode seven is when the thing starts to turn. Episode 11 is where the, it's like it's all, you know, yeah, stations go basically. such a cool moment when they found the body and everyone's amped up. and Everyone's amped up. Yeah, the investigation started. We have the scene at the end of that where Suzanne um, is in the fight with oh. Kikudo or Kikudo. You know or, what? Yeah. I'm going to change my answer to your answer. That's a much better episode. It's not... I, I would give an honourable mention to Lolly's episode. I love Lolly's episode, but you are right. This episode 11 is really fucking good. For me, I chose it because Lolly's flashbacks were great. I didn't necessarily love everything else that was happening around it. Whereas this one, it was both the now story and past story Mm -hmm. were both working great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm stealing your answer. Yep, good. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Thanks for doing my homework for me. And I did like, as another honourable mention, I did like a lot of what episode 13 was doing the last episode. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, oh, I had difficult... Figuring out between Lollies or another one, and then I remember Pussy's flashback, and I was like, "Oh, but I can't because I there's, hate there's, it." There's a couple, yeah. There's things in there that also don't quite work, but it's a good episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Least favorite episode? 
least favorite is episode five will always have Baltimore. Baltimore, sorry. Uh, it's Maritza's flashback episode, which is weird because I love Maritza. Um, but I really don't like a flashback where I don't learn something new that is fascinating. Did we know me. she was a con artist at that stage? That's about the only thing we really learned. Uh, yeah, it was just sort of a little story into how yeah, a con artist gets caught. But I didn't understand like a new aspect of how she went through the world. And while like I don't learn so much about Suzanne in her flashback, but I, I, her trying to navigate adulthood mm. and connecting mm-hmm. with people in the real world outside of prison is but, interesting to me. Maritza just yeah, scamming someone, but still being a bit of a ditz. Um, and there's humorous moments, sure, but it's it's not drawing me in at all. And we also spend a lot of time with Caputo and Linda at the um, conference, conference yeah. the convention. Yeah. yeah, they are gross and I want to barf in <coughs> their face and shit on their heads. But Whoa. <laughs> but, you know... Um, they deserve That's it. That's neither here nor there, sure. <laughs> That's just one of my fetishes I'm into. Uh, please don't judge. Okay. Uh, what's your least favourite? Mine is episode one, uh, Work That Body For Me. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm just going to read through my sort of notes here that I've written to try and get some clarity on it. Something feels off about this episode. The writing and direction is really flat. I swear everyone has lost a bunch of weight too. Oh, that was just because I noticed that uh, Boo? Boo in particular. Because <laughs> she says later, she explains later, she later a was worm. a worm. It's like, well, that worm took immediate effect because <laughs> you got into that river, into that lake and came out having lost 50 pounds. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Uh, there was a line I didn't like as well. Uh, it was Lo- Lolly's line actually. The spout cylinder Piper line where she was trying to remember Piper's uh, name. Yeah. I was just like, uh, awful writing. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way they played the Arabic music under uh, the new Muslim Abdul. character, Abdullah's thing. Um, yeah, Piper just was being dumb in that episode. I hated what she was doing. Oh, when she's like swaggering around, I'm like, can someone just like break one of her kneecaps so she stops walking around like that, please? And I just found the, the whole lolly comes in and like kills the guy or puts him down anyway. A little too convenient solution to that problem. She's just, oh, I'm walking past. I'll check in. Oh, my God. I'll just save the day. That's why I like that ultimately Alex killed him. Which that helped out a lot. Yeah. But that comes a lot later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, as soon as the season started, I was just like, considering how much I was enjoying last season except for the lake and how much I was looking forward to coming back, I was like, wow, this is really off to a sloppy start. Yeah. Was my feeling. And it didn't, it took a while for it to catch up. And I, I don't know. It was sloppy. Fair that's enough. that's my answer. Um, do you have a final score? Um, I think I'm going to give it a four. A four? I think, yeah. A very shaky four. It's a low four. Yeah. It's a low four. I, I want to give it a 3.5. Yeah. I think I really was... I wasn't engaged the first half of this season. The mm-hmm. second half picks up a lot. I really like where it ends. It just takes so long to get going. It's, it needs to drop a bit of a, a bit on the scale because of that, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I, certainly not bad. It's still better television than most television out there. Yeah. But I certainly enjoyed it more than last season. See, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I think I enjoyed season three more. Yeah. I liked that it it's moving the puzzle pieces um, to unify these ladies and for 
hopefully, fingers crossed, a good season five. I enjoyed all the dynamics. I thought there were a lot of great additions. I found the pressure put on every person because of the MCC stuff was really good. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a solid season. It made me laugh. Um, certainly made me cry but it's still not as good as season one. If I had to rate the last six or seven episodes, it'd probably be like a 4.5 yeah. for me. Yep. It's just that first half. Without a whole lot to even hang my hat on, just the Piper stuff is such a drainer. Um, yep. It just Piper is really bringing the show down. Yep. Really bring- They need to figure out what to do with her. They really do. They, just like- push her aside. Just put her somewhere but out thing is, of the like, way. If, even if they don't want to do that, there is a way to make this character interesting. There is a way to make her human again. That's what's missing. It's just it's like, she's lost her humanity. Yeah, she totally has. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that may mean – so highest rating is season one, then it's season four, mm-hmm. and then season two, and then season three is my bottom. And now I'm the author person who can't remember, so – be Sorry. I'll try, and, I'll try and get it right for <laughs> season five. Predictions, hopes, or concerns. We can actually both do this now. Oh, we can. Because as of now, neither of us have seen season That's five. Right. Um, predictions. I doubt that Die is going to kill anybody. Yeah, I can't. Where do you see that going? Do they take over the prison? Yeah, I'm hoping that, like we spoke about earlier, that this season five takes place over a shorter period of time, mm-hmm. and the entire season is the women. Have overtaken the prison, right? Um, and just watching that unfold. That's what I want. So there is no like they're getting no supervision from anybody. Basically, yeah, they're all gone. They've just jumped out, locked the gates, and said, "You're on your own," because they've taken over. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're like trying. I'm sure like surrounded by SWAT and all that jazz. But yeah, no one. Maybe there's a couple COs that are hostages, but beyond that. Uh, and like Linda's in there, so she's a hostage as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm hoping I've that. got Linda's in there. That's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's it. We should stop. Yeah, we've Let's been going for go too long. So long. But oh uh, uh, yeah, do we want to keep watching? Yes, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched so about season five. Yeah, it leaves in such an amazing place, such mm-hmm. a great cliffhanger. Yeah, very good. Much better than everyone being in a lake or Pussy staring into our souls <laughs> from beyond the grave. <laughs> If you would like to rant on us about why we're such dickheads on Facebook, <laughs> you can find us there by searching for Hunting Seasons. You can find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast. You can email us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at BGordisDamask. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maskyboo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. I keep like forgetting halfway through my Your own Twitter account. I is. suppose you don't have to type it out very often. Yeah. It's like trying to remember your it's phone like, number when I you don't use it. I feel like it's going to come naturally so I start thinking about other things and sure. I'm distracted. M-A-S-K <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you as always to Sean Kirkpatrick for our wonderful logo and graphics. You can find his work at seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfolioBox.net or by searching for Shawnee Boy Draws or Shawnee Boy Comics on Instagram. And thank you to Jordan Calavis for our theme song. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash classicjrex. Please remember to review us on iTunes. I'm not going to get rant on that today because we're running out of time. And we look forward to seeing you next week for our take on Orange is the New Black Season 5. Which neither of us have seen. How exciting is that? Until then, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 